All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live in the Hudson Valley here in New York, and I'm waiting for the Mixler app to kick in. There we go. So I'm going to have to do this one more time to say hi to everybody. All right, everybody, now that I've got Mixler included in the mix, pun intended, by the way, uh, let me see here. Okay, fine. I know what I need to do. Um, oh, yeah. Um, hit it! Welcome to Firefox News Online, America's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules are very simple. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room. And if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. Also, bear in mind that this is a roundtable discussion format. So please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, the views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of the host and those who call in and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. The use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, and education. Firefox News Online Productions and its news division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. And now, on with tonight's broadcast. to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We kind of ran into a bit of a problem here. Nothing big, nothing serious. I uh, just have to transfer the talking points. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I got indigestion tonight. That's not fair. But uh, 
kind of forgot to transfer everything. So let me see here. Uh, Oh, come on. Really? Make me work for it, huh? Yep. My clip computer is going to make me work for it tonight. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's try this now. While I were trying to maneuver everything. Uh... There we go. I think. I think I got it. We'll see. Let's see if we got it here. We got it. And now, America, it is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. Tonight on my talking points, the continuing story and saga of As the Democrats Turn. That's right. It's another soap opera, another witch hunt, another fucking disaster for the Dems, which, hey, I have no problem laughing at because... I figure like this, if they're going to be stupid enough to sit there and actually go after President Trump again like this. I mean, this is what, the auntie's time? I've lost count. I've really lost count as to how many times the Democrats, since he took office and before he took office, went after Donald Trump. I mean, this is just out of the fucking mind. Looney Tunes. Now... There are some who will say that, well, George, you know, uh, there are some who are saying he admitted to committing a crime. I don't think he did. (laughs) I really don't think he admitted to committing a crime. Because why would he offer the unredacted transcripts of the conversation between him and the Ukrainian president? I mean, that would be kind of stupid on his part. And as we have all learned about Donald Trump, he is not stupid. He's a shrewd businessman with a keen sense of how to handle situations. I mean, he wouldn't have been in business as long as he has over the decades if he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Okay? So here's the bottom line that I see. Donald Trump is right now in the driver's seat. The Democrats are setting themselves up for a big letdown. It all began in 2014. Hunter Biden went to work for a company that was based out of Ukraine. Now, when he did that, he got into some trouble. The prosecutors for the Ukrainian government were going to go after him tooth and nail by investigating him thoroughly. But in comes Daddy Biden. Yes, Daddy Biden steps in, abuses his power as vice president to blackmail the Ukrainian government by saying, you won't get this unless you fire the prosecutor. Now, let's fast forward to what happened today in the continuing story and soap opera as the political stomach churns. Yes, unfortunately, our hero, President Donald John Trump, 
is faced with a small dilemma, whether to have decaf or regular. But that's not the dilemma he's really faced with. He's faced with a dilemma of how to give the Democrats a slap in the face, figuratively speaking, and still not have to endure stupidity. Well, he's going to have to endure stupidity because the Democrats are that stupid. So he's going to, so he's going to hand over the unredacted transcripts of the conversation he had with the Ukrainian president. Now, a smart move on his part is to hand over the unredacted conversation because that will shock the living shit right out of the Democrats, number one. And number two, it'll literally give the Democrats a heart attack because they'll get what they ask for, but it seems like what they're asking for is not enough. Enter Senator Charles Schumer, Democrat from New York, who's saying that the unredacted uh, transcript is not enough. You know, these Democrats don't seem to get it. You know, they can demand everything under the fucking sun, but they don't have the right to sit there and keep imposing and imposing and imposing when they've got nothing, nothing, and uh, let me see, oh yeah, nothing. So at this juncture, President Trump is ready to hand over the transcripts, unredacted, in full, bingo. And I would suggest he does that because it is in his best interest. Now, where does this put future presidents? It puts future presidents in a situation where they could be placed under a very heavy-duty microscope. Now, look, I'm all for transparency, and I'm all for small government. I'm all for all that, including and not limited to proper oversight. Yes, properly handled oversight. Not the Nazi Germany-style heavy-handed tactics that they've been using of late in the Democratic Party, but actual responsible oversight. Oversight that is not going to tie the hands of the president and at the same time attack him incessantly. So here's the bottom line for the Democrats. They need to learn to back the hell off and stop being so heavy-handed. They have not accepted Hillary Clinton losing to Donald Trump in three years. Now, that's kind of sickening. It's kind of pathetic when you think about it. So there have been calls for the abolishing of the Electoral College, which would be a huge mistake. And even I called for the Electoral College at one point to be abolished, but I realized that was a huge mistake. It was an incredibly stupid idea. And I'm willing to admit, I came up with a dumbass idea. Well, now let's look at things in this situation. They're now going to have their impeachment inquiry because Nancy Pelosi decided, yep, yeah, I'm going to have to succumb to my base, to my Democratic caucus, and give them what they want. Okay. Well, now let's look at this realistically, logically. They get their impeachment inquiry. Now let's say, for the sake of this discussion, they pass impeachment in the Congress. Well, that doesn't mean that they're going to get what they want in the Senate. If the Republicans who control the Senate right now are smart, they will not give the Democrats what they want, which means Trump wins 2020. If they succumb to 
Democrat pressure, then they're useless, worthless pieces of shit and don't deserve the seat they're in. And that means we, the people, lose. You understand what I'm saying, America? We lose. We end up getting our asses not just put in a frying pan, but in a blast furnace. Okay? Think about it. I mean, seriously, think about it. And finally, does President Trump have something to worry about? No. Because this impeachment witch hunt is going to fail, just like it did with the Mueller probe and the Russia collusion crap. It's all going to fall down around their ankles. It's all going to go down the drain like a turd. And believe me, the Democrats are going to be seething over it. They're not going to be able to blame Donald Trump, our president. Oh, no, 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 no. They can't do that. And, they, and if they're smart, they won't. They'll only have themselves to blame in the end. Hashtag FFNOP, hashtag FFNOP. Trend tonight's broadcast all over the world on the following dot coms. Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, and Spreely. And with that having been said, it is now time, as always, for the rest of the story. Now, before I move along here, let me just point out one thing. It's kind of a 50-50 deal tonight. I may or may not do overtime. Haven't really decided yet. I might, though. We'll have to see how it goes, see how many callers I have on the, on the line and stuff like that. Okay? I'd love to have as many as possible, have a really nice, robust discussion. As I said, it is now time for the rest of the story. Okay. There we go. All right, America. How's everybody doing? I hope all have had an interesting Tuesday. I know I did. Not exactly the kind of Tuesday I expected. I mean, I just, well, kind of lounged around the house. Mostly because I couldn't get off my chair at times, or I couldn't stand up and walk around or some damn thing. Stuff happens, right? We are broadcasting live and direct from our studios in the Hudson Valley, and we are on the multiple broadcast platforms of the Firefox and News Online Broadcasting Network. And, tonight, and this week, or at least for the next couple of days, I am broadcasting on my personal page on Facebook. Now, here's what this means. It means that I am taking a big risk but I'm limiting it to my friends on my friends list on Facebook. So in other words, if you're a friend of mine on Facebook, you get to see it on, on my Facebook page. If you're not a friend of mine on Facebook, you don't get to see it on Facebook. All the other platforms are wide open. It's just my Facebook page that I'm kind of keeping low key. But it's a test anyway. I wanted to see if see how it worked out. Um, I have, uh, through a restreaming service, uh, the ability to monitor right from the, uh, broadcast software, which I got fixed finally. I finally fixed it last night, but not in time for, for the show, unfortunately, but you know what they say, you can't have everything but I got it working tonight. So I've got this 
uh, in front of my face where I can see chats from the uh, from the platforms where chat is available. I could even put it up on the screen if I wanted to. I'm not going to. But, you know, it is what it is. Joining me in the studio control room, as the saying goes. Uh, hold on a second here. i got to switch browsers. I boo-booed on that. I have the chat room open on another, <coughs> another brow- on, on the clip computer along with the switchboard. So, um, so give me a second here while I kind of turn around here and open up from the Lone Star State. Gunslinger's mic is open. And watch up, Doc. Oh, well, just democratic stupidity is up. I hear that's running rampant. I think I'm correct on that, I think. <laughs> wow. These people are something else, man. I, I've never seen it's like it's like it's the they're uh, they're the energizer bunny, but they're banging their head stupidly on a brick wall. Actually a solid steel wall. And they're going no place. They got all this energy, yeah, sure. You know, the energizer bunny got all that energy, but they're going nowhere. And they're going nowhere fast. And it's destroying them. I love it. I love to see them watching go down in a in a fire in a blaze of glory. You know, a big fireball. <laughs> I think it's great. Good. Well, yeah, I, I think um, I think what we're what we're seeing here uh, with the Democrats is uh, 100% pure grade A bullshit. Because that's all they ever offer anymore. Seriously. That's all they've ever offered is classic dumbass bullshit. I don't know if he didn't interrupt me saying, but uh, Robert said or Bill said they can't hear me like last night. Oops. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I'll fix that. Bear with me. I don't know why is it... Okay. Now, if everything is going according to plan, you should be heard on Mixler in about a second. So try saying, let's, let's try saying something. Testing, one, two, three, testing, one, two, three, one, two, three, testing, hello, audio, check, check. Okay, I've got my, my uh, desktop computer on in the bedroom and tuned to the Mixler uh, channel. I just heard faintly you on Mixler, so it is working. Yes. I know that, you know, I got to remember to check these things. I really do, because sometimes um, when I clean the computer, when I do a, a thorough cleaning of the, com- of the computer before I go on the air, I keep forgetting to check to make sure that uh, Mixler's app, the settings on it are right there, you know? And like a dumbass, I forget to do that. You know, hey, listen, folks, I can admit when I'm a dumbass, all right? Shit happens. Now, let's see here. I saw on the Mixler app a whole bunch of names there, and Billy being one of them, and I believe the other, is the host of 
Crazy Nation Radio on Mixler.com. Yep, he's in there, along with Iggy Mom and Billy. Ah, y'all. Now, let me see now. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, let me unlock the chat room before I forget. Uh, click there, click there. Click that, click that. See that open, see that say successful. And, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Okay, people. Y'all can chat, but I'm stuck here in, in... Chat is currently turned off hell. That's not fair. There we go. Now I'll be able to chat in the chat room on Mixler. Three four seven nine four five five seven four seven. The number to dial in and join the fun. Again, three four seven nine four five five seven four seven. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi decided she was going to succumb to the Democrat caucus, and well, you know what? I think the woman is. Well, the only re- the only reason she did it is because she was she was being she felt being she was being pressured. That's what it comes down to. So. I've got all this great and wonderful stuff for tonight's broadcast. I sent it to myself twice, one item. Now, one of the things that's coming up, uh, which, you know, doesn't surprise me, is the fact that well, Ron, you want to know something? You ain't that much older than me, you, sl- you, 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 you silly bastard. So there. <laughs> I don't know about you, old boy. I don't know about you. Sometimes I have to question your sanity. But according to One America News Network, Ukraine warns witch hunt over Biden may hurt relations. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised by that in the least. Before I do anything and go any further, uh, the use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, and education. Firefox News Online Productions and its news division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. Now that we've got that said, done, and so forth, like I said... This is according to One American News. 
Joe Biden and his son are corrupt, all right? But the fake news doesn't want to report it because they're Democrats, a quote by President Trump. Ukrainian officials have continued to dismiss the latest media attacks on President Trump over the mounting scandal surrounding Joe Biden's alleged corruption in that country. The president is raising the stakes in his standoff with the mainstream media in the wake of attempts to launch a new hoax alleging Ukrainian collusion. Democrats and the media have claimed the president was trying to force Ukraine to release dirt on Biden by threatening to cut U.S. aid to that country in a phone call in July. However, remarks by Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky earlier this month suggest President Trump never wanted to cut aid to Ukraine. Now, I can say that we have excellent relations with the USA because now... Instead of the blocked $250 million, we will have 140 and $250 million, Zelensky stated. So I think we are moving in the right direction. Ukrainian officials are now debating the questionable role of Biden's son, Hunter, in the nation's energy sector. President Trump has suggested the Bidens may have been selling America's political influence and receiving the proceeds of corruption overseas. Based on energy, he knows nothing about energy. So why did he leave China? Why did he leave Ukraine with all this money? Questioned the president. A former member of the Ukrainian parliament, Vladimir Olenek, has indirectly confirmed the president's view of the matter. He never really played any management role. Hunter Biden never took part in decision-making, said the former Ukrainian official. I don't think he even took part in corporate meetings. But he was formally with the company and received real money for that. Meanwhile, Ukrainian National Security Advisor Alexander Deliuk said in any attempts to use Ukraine in domestic political debates in the U.S. could hurt bilateral ties. The official also said a Ukrainian witch hunt could be used by either party for political gain in next year's elections, adding it's unacceptable. President Trump appears to agree. It's just a Democrat witch hunt. Here we go again. They failed with Russia. They failed with the recession. They failed with recession. They failed with everything. And now they're bringing this up. The one who's got the problem is Biden. What Biden did was wrong. The Biden-Ukraine scandal adds to a series of questionable ties between Democrat officials and high-profile corruption schemes overseas, which raises an issue of potential harboring of proceeds of international corruption in the U.S. at the expense of America's foreign relations. Now, and Billy, if you hear any more static, because, hold on a second here. 
I'm checking it with, because uh, I'm not hearing static. Now, that was my TV in the background. Well, then it must be at your end because it ain't happening here. I just checked the YouTube feed on my on my smart TV, and I'm hearing the Mixler feed in from the bedroom. There is no static coming through on, on my end. So it must be coming from you. I don't know what to tell you there. Okay, if we're going to start complaining about static, I may as well just, uh, well, here. Call in, and you guys carry on the conversation, and I'll just sit here quietly. Because, obviously, there's something wrong. And I don't hear static. Let's see here. Mixler app. Opening up. That's not static. I, I'm hearing what you're what you're hearing, but I'm hearing it on my fo- on my cell phone. Let me try something here. Now you're hearing me delayed on my cell phone. It's Gunslinger. It's Gunslinger's audio. You're hearing me delayed on my cell phone. That was Gunslinger's audio. I muted his mic and just unmuted it. And it's it's it, gunslinger. You sound like you're in the outdoors. I am, but uh, there's no static or anything. There's no. They're I hearing the outdoor sounds in the background. Oh, I heard it with my cell phone. Oh hell, let me see what let me see, turn my <laughs> Skype has a habit of upping the microphone just out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the that's where it's coming from, folks. It wasn't my microphone. So there. And he's outside. He can't help the background sound of the of the great outdoors. So, you know. I mean, I don't hear it. And I've got him on my I've got him in, on on with me here on the call, but I don't hear it through my speakers. I did hear it from my cell phone. So. Okay, what about now? Anyway, there's... What about now? Hello. Anybody here now? Hang on a second, Gunslinger. The only way I'm going to hear it is if I put my cell phone back on. I got my microphone fixed. Anybody here now? 
I hear some. I it sounds like it's it sounds like like air in the background, but it's very but it's it's faint. What about that? A blower uh, for four and You know what, Gunslinger? I wouldn't worry about it. Seriously, I wouldn't worry about it. <clears throat> I mean, it's not it's beyond your control, you know? This is something that's beyond your control. So, Three four seven nine four five five seven four seven. The number to call to join in the fun. Now, let me get back to what I was doing here because that everybody does this to me, and, and I wish they would. I wish they wouldn't, but they drive me cuckoo in the cocoa puffs. Okay, now I got to try and find where I left off. Oh, I, I finished reading the story. What am I saying? So, the Ukrainian government came right out and said, that this could damage future relations with Ukraine. What also could damage it What could also damage it is the fact that the Ukraine is not the only foreign gov- foreign country that could be hurt by what the Democrats are doing. Foreign relations with any country that America deals with. Okay, um, let's look at this logically for a minute, because. Obviously, we can look at it logically, whereas the Democrats don't know what logic is. They wouldn't know logic if it slapped them in the face several times. They turn around and they decide that, it, you know, it's, it's okay to, you know, demand the transcripts of any conversation with a foreign entity, with a foreign government. In this case, Trump speaking with Ukraine. The one thing that they're failing to recognize is the fact that by doing what they're doing, Gunslinger, now get this, by doing what they're doing, uh, the same can be done to a Democrat president. I'll tell you what. Just out of spite, I would call for the impeachment of, of one of their sitting presidents. Just out of fucking spite. And keep going down the road of impeachment and nail them and nail them and nail them and nail them and keep slamming them the way Trump has been slammed. Even if the fucker didn't do anything wrong, do it anyway. You know why? Because it would, it would show them just how stupid they look during their Russia probe and all this other bullshit. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it would be unfortunate for 
whoever would be the Democratic president if he didn't do anything. Okay, and I'm not siding with the Democrats or anything like that. Uh, but what's fair? All's fair in love, war, and peace, isn't it? I mean, you gonna go after my president now that he didn't do anything? So it, it in the event in at some future time you get a Democratic president in there, I'd go after your ass too, boy. Okay, what what's good for the goose is good for the gander, isn't it? Okay, you shouldn't have been doing your bullshit. Then I wouldn't have any excuse or reason to go after your ass. Okay. What's fair? What's fair is fair, and fair is fair. Okay, you know, call me an call me an asshole. I don't care. I've been called worse. But you're going to do this stupid bullshit mm. that you are going to literally spit in the face of the American people, the Democrats. Okay, by not trying to work with the sitting president. I don't give a damn if it was Santa Claus. Okay, but they're doing the opposite. They are saying. Uh, Fuck you, yay me. I'm going after the fucking president. Completely bending over, spreading their goddamn ass cheeks, and saying, woo! Now what? If that's the most ridiculous, acidine, stupidity, childish fucking behavior that I have ever seen in my entire life, they need to be took out and horse whipped. Okay? I swear to God. If I did that, my dad was something like that. My dad would take me out and horse whip me for doing it. So, son, what the fuck's wrong with you, boy? This is what these people need because they're crazy. They're they're insane. They've gone off. They've gone off the deep end. Is what they have. Okay. They are so obsessed with uh, impeaching this president, which he ain't done a fucking thing to impeach. You know, it's like, uh, well, I'm gonna go and put you in in jail, George. What what, what did I do? You didn't do nothing, but I'm going to put you in fucking jail anyway. Is that fair? Is that right? Fuck, no, it ain't. Go ahead. No, it, it wouldn't. Well, <clears throat> look at, you know, the uh, red flag laws. Yeah. Hint, hint, wink, wink. You know, the Democrats' idea of gun control. That can be used against anybody that owns a gun, whether it's true or not. So, yeah, the same thing can happen. And, you know, I think at this juncture, what what President Trump needs to do is he needs to tell him, okay, fine. Here is the complete unredacted transcript. Uh, One word of warning before he hands it over. He should say to them, one word of warning. Everything that that you and the Democratic Party have been doing to me, Beware the Ides of March. And that's all I'm going to say. Here you go. And walk out the door. Hand it to them personally. Give them that little, that little remark. Let them think about what he means by that. You know? That's, something, that's what the president should do. Not, I doubt he'll do it, but... That's, if I were in his shoes, that's what I would do. And then, when it comes time for a sitting president in, that's a Democrat to take office, collusion, 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 collusion. Witch hunt, witch hunt, probe, probe. Hey, do like a proctologist. Give him an anal probe. Oh, and yes, 
with a tree. Impeach, 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 impeach. Impeach 45. Impeach 45. Give them everything. Now, the same thing they did to this man, they should, should be done to a Democrat president, whether they did something wrong or not. Like I said, to teach them a hell of a fucking lesson. I mean, let's face it. It just ain't gonna matter because they ain't gonna they're they're gonna be sitting there with egg on their face. You know? Yeah, they're they the ones that will sit there with egg on their face. They got the whole fucking rooster house on on their face. Just not just one egg now. It's a whole hen house. There's a lot of chickens in them hen houses, believe me. You know? <laughs> Oh yeah. They 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 are how can I put this? It's like somebody stuck a broom handle up their collective asses and twisted and that broom handle was was full of splinters, so now they're they're all they're all bent out of shape because they got splinters up their ass. So what do they do? They take it out on everybody and anybody whether it's true or not. Sound uh, about right? Well, yeah, it sounds right, right. That's what they're, it seems like they're, that's what their motive of operandi is now these days. Okay? Like I said again, you know, they don't, they're not doing the, the, for the people what the people sent them there to do, and that's to protect the country, protect the border, you know, do all these great and wonderful things. I don't have a fucking damn thing to do with impeaching the president when he ain't even fucking done a damn thing. Okay? That right there, like I said, we need to invent some more words for stupidity. Because they are getting that that low and that desperate. Go ahead. Uh, Let me switch to my handheld microphone here. The one thing that I think um, the American people are, 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 are at, the, at the boiling point over uh, is the fact that they're sick of hearing all this bullshit. They're sick and tired of it. They, they, they've, they've reached the point where they're tired of the Russian collusion. They're tired of the impeach 45. They're sick of it. They're, they're to the point where they just, all they want is to live in relative peace. They want this country to prosper. They want things to be normal. Well, guess what? It ain't happening with the Democrats constantly playing proctologist. But that's what's happening. Give me a second. I gotta. I gotta, I'm, I gotta switch my microphones from one to another. The handheld microphone that I'm working with. I. I'm not sure, but it, there's something wrong with it. I think. I can't put my finger on it. One second. Okay. Now we'll see if that worked. 
Good thing I have more than one. Ah, okay. So, at this point, this is this is just you know, this is just my uh, estimation on the whole on the on the whole ball of wax. And I, I, I and folks, I want I want people to call in tonight. I want people to call in to discuss this because the ramifications could affect more than just one person. It could affect the entire country as a whole. Okay. Three four seven nine four five five seven four seven. So. Dial the digits. Okay. Now that I'm back at my desk. I had to step away for a second. Um, The usual suspects... Uh, that I would like to get. I would love to have Iggy Mom join us on the call tonight. I really would. Um, but you know, I I don't know if she will. If she will or not. And I hope. She, I, I would love it if she did. You know. Uh, Ron Reck, Billy, why don't you guys call in? You know. Having a one-on-one conversation with Gunslinger is all well and good, and I don't mind it one bit, but I think more the merrier, you know. I think Gunslinger would even agree that after a while, there's only but so much that we can say, you know. Yeah, Billy uh, in the chat room says, there be spies in the White House. But Trump knows that. Yeah, he does. And and he knows that, you know, when, when you're talking about um, the situation the way it is right now, okay, the way it is right now in the, in, in the White House, he knows that there, there are some Obama leftovers still around. Oh, he knows that shit. He knows that all too well. So, you know, he's going to, he's, 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 he's like a poker player, a professional poker player. He knows when to hold him, and he knows when to fold him. And he ain't ready to fold just yet. Seriously, he's not ready to fold just yet. Um, I think what Trump may end up doing, and 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 this is just a guess on my part, he may end up telling the Democrats, "You're fucked. You just don't know it." Because even even some of the liberal media is saying that this is a big mistake to go after impeachment 
that this is a huge, a huge disaster in the making. But even the, but the Democrats aren't even listening to their own media propaganda machines. You know what I'm saying? I was going around the dial between the three, uh, the three major cable channels. And I happened to stop on, uh, on MSNBC. Uh, I made sure I had my industrial strength barf bag on hand. You know, me and liberals, I, I get, they, make me, they make me sick to my stomach. So I, I'm sitting here and I'm watching these idiots for the first time, and I couldn't tell you when, actually admit that this will hurt the Democratic Party, that this will hurt them in ways they don't really need happening. This is something that is going to ruin their chances in 2020. Their own pundits on their own propaganda news channels is saying this. Democrats are like spoiled, petulant children at this point. Wah! We want Trump to impeach! Wah! Trump's got to go! I mean, seriously, this is this is getting a little ridiculous. You know, now, um, I have no idea who 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 this person is uh, that said it. But about two hours ago, Billy said that. Uh, you real someone said that you realize that a lot of people might take up might take arms against Democratic Party. If they go after gun confiscation, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. It's a distinct possibility. Uh, In this situation, trying to impeach the president, probably not so much. Let me explain what I mean. Um, okay, let's say for the sake of discussion, there are people who are that batshit crazy over what the Democrats are doing. That would be a small handful. You know? Wait a minute, uh, where did you get the comment from, Billy? Hey, why don't you call in and and make it easy on me? (laughs) Seriously. I'm constantly switching back and forth from the chat room to the the switchboard. In fact, all I got to do is look over my right shoulder, and there it is. Oh, by the way, since since I am on the video platforms... um, Let me, uh, let me there. Now, 
for those of you watching on the video platforms, uh, you're, you're going to see uh, right here over my uh, right shoulder the, um, the studio view without the green screen. The reason I do that is because a lot of people don't realize uh, they don't know what, what I have set up here. Now you'll notice, for those of you watching, you'll see, the, you'll see the green material for the green screen or chroma key effect. I also put some on the desk around the equipment. Why? Because you won't see the equipment, but you will see that cor- corner of the desk. Smart thinking on my part. So, there's that. Now, getting back to the, com- the discussion at hand here. Um, the one thing that I've noticed, by the way, with, with, with this, now with the impeachment inquiry, which I thought the House Judicial Committee was doing, weren't they doing that when they had, uh, what's his name, up on Capitol Hill about a week or so ago? Could have sworn they they were they called it a inquiry, hearing, probe. I mean, seriously, could somebody, you know, please explain to me how that, how the fuck that is? I mean, really. Uh, You kind of get you kind of get the impression that somebody somebody's really not paying attention to what they're doing. Speaking of paying attention to what they're doing, well, just me and Gunslinger so far. Well. Billy, when you say it's bullshit, they need to vote, and they but they won't vote for what? For impeachment? Well, there's a process. If, if that's what you're referring to, there's a process that they have to go through, and I don't even think the Democrats are doing the doing it the the correct way either. Because Jerry Nadler started the impeachment inquiry, hearing, probe, whatever, before Nancy Pelosi agreed to it. He started that shit in the House Judiciary. It wasn't even properly authorized at that point. So anything they get is poison fruit from the tree. Three four seven nine four five five seven four seven. Definitely uh, dial in digits and join us on the call again. Three four seven nine four five five seven four seven. We're go- we're about a minute away from taking a break. Usually when I announce that, Mike calls in. <laughs> But uh, gunslinger, let me let me ask you this because um, we got about forty seconds before I take a break. 
what is it that what do you think Trump needs to do at this point? I mean, he's already offered to hand over the unredacted, the fully unredacted transcript of that phone call. What does he need to do at this point in order to solidify his position and show the Democrats that he's in for the long haul? Go ahead. He, he he already has by giving him the, the the transcript. Okay, that's the first thing I would do. Okay, you dumb motherfucker, you want the transcript? Here it is. Okay, unedited, untouched. There it is. Now you got your proof. Okay, now where's your impeachment? This is what they all they're basing it on. Now, what that's going to do? That's going to open up a can of worms for them. They're making themselves look like a dumbass even more because there's not going to be nothing that Trump has done in this transcript, okay? Because like you said a while ago, if, if there was, he wouldn't offer to, to give it up. Here it is. What it's going to do is going to make look uh, Sleepy Joe look even worse because what's in that transcript that's going to negatively affect him, Joe Biden, okay? You know there's some, there's some, some shit going on for some reason there, okay? And the more they run their fucking pie hole, the Democrats, okay, the more the, the, the more skeletons out of that closet going to come out and start doing a two-step right in front of uh, Sleepy Joe. And there goes his chance. Well, if he had any chance at all, he didn't have a chance anyway. But if he did have a chance, it goes bye-bye. And it could open up some um, criminal investigations on his part. So the smart thing would do is to sit down, shut up, and put your goddamn toe in your mouth and suck on it. That's the best thing that they could do. But, oh, no. Oh, we want them transcripts. We want that everything. What's going to be in there that could be reflecting negative on Joe Biden and Hunter? <laughs> Better get some hunting in. Oh, they're going to go hunting, all right. Go ahead. Yeah. That's it. Bottom line. I agree with you my, there, uh, Gunslinger. I agree with you, my friend. All right, we're going to take the all-important first break. Whether we get a chance to take the second break tonight or not, I don't know, but we will see what happens as Firefox News Online rolls on in just a moment. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody, George here. Listen, our number one's already finished, and our number two is already in progress. Firefox News Online will be right back. I have to take a break. But you can call at 347 945 5747 right now. Remember, no block numbers or unknown Skype names will be accepted at any time. Be back shortly. Hey, everybody. I'm curious question. For all of you that live in the state of New York, now you've now whether you've served in the armed forces of the United States of America or not, kind of comes to mind if you haven't served but you're looking to serve but you want to stay close to home knowing that the home front needs to be just as well guarded well our men and women of the armed forces of the United States need to travel overseas but we still need a viable force here at home across America there are anywhere between 20 and 25 state defense forces 
that are funded and operated by their states. And New York is one of many. So if you're a New York State resident, you'll want to serve, but you're not quite sure what to do, this public service announcement is for you. Hi, I'm Sergeant George Senzer, honorably discharged veteran of the State Defense Force, the New York Guard. Now, I've got a few questions for you. First of all, are you at least 18 years of age or older? Second of all, are you in reasonably good health? But most important of all, are you a New York State resident looking to serve your country? If you are, then have I got a great idea for you. Join the New York Guard. The New York Guard is a state defense force operated and funded by the state of New York through the Division of Military and Naval Affairs. And the New York Guard has a long and illustrious history dating back as far as World War I. I served two tours of active duty with the New York Guard on September 11, 2001, the day of the most horrendous attack on our nation since Pearl Harbor. I was proud to serve with the New York Guard. I served with them for six years, and I made a difference. You can too. Make a difference. Join the New York Guard today. Go to www.dmna.ny.gov slash nyg. That's dmna.ny.gov slash nyg. Click on the link Enlistment Resources, download the recruitment package, fill out the application, send it back, and be sure to contact the recruiters letting them know that you have a desire to serve and that you've sent back the completed application. The New York Guard, New York State's Defense Force, protecting the residents of the state of New York and helping them through emergencies and times of natural disaster. Join the New York Guard today and make a difference. Okay, kids, gather around. I know we haven't discussed this in a while, but uh, who remembers where we're all going to meet in case of an emergency? Um, I do. Grand Central Station. Times Square. No, silly. Higher ground. Where's that? The mountains, son. But we live in the city. Hmm, right. Good point. What about supplies and all that other stuff? Ah, don't you even worry. Your mom has all those canned beets somewhere in the apartment. Oh, I just remembered. I also have canned cocktail onions. What about water? We have a few gallons stored in the basement. But we don't have a basement. He means that storage unit. Where's that? 32nd and 7th. Great. Sounds like we don't have a plan. What time's the game on? Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Search ReadyKids at NYC.gov or call 311. A public service announcement brought to you by the New York City Office of Emergency Management and the Ad Council. It's important to plan ahead for emergencies, like the storm. When it kicked in, we had a plan. We were able to get in touch with each other in no time. I had no idea how to find each other. My husband kept the kids occupied. calling our son, but there was no reception. Everything was down. I felt, I felt like, like we handled everything crying, very well. I had to try and stay calm. The, the whole experience, experience was fine. was the most frightening 10 hours of my life. It was, it was kind, kind of like, like a little family adventure. Every mother hopes will never happen to her. I remember, I remember the, the relief of being together. I realized he was out there all alone. If, if there's, there's one piece of advice I'd offer other moms, moms out there, there it's to stay it's calm and keep to message. the plan. Some parents plan ahead, some don't. 
Make sure you know where to find your family in an emergency. Visit nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311. Brought to you by the New York City Office of Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Just now, another kid dropped out of school. There's one every 20 seconds. Over 200 kids an hour. That adds up to nearly 5,000 kids every school day. If we do nothing, 3.5 million kids won't receive a diploma over the next four years. But there is someone who can change that. And that someone is you. United Way knows that kids who have a caring adult in their life are more likely to make it. So make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because the path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. There I was in my business suit, all dressed up, just uptight as I could possibly be. And I don't remember much of what was said at that first AA meeting. It was more the feeling of the meeting itself. That's what has kept me going. I know it works, and I see the people ahead of me with more sobriety. I see how happy they are, and I want that. I want that too. And what I notice about AA is it sort of helps me to relax and learn to really be happy with my sobriety. It's a richer life to live. That's exactly what Alcoholics Anonymous does. It teaches us how to live without drinking. It teaches us how to have fun and really enjoy life without drinking. This program's given me the good life. The only good life I've ever known. Alcoholics Anonymous. It works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or AA.org. Are you ready? Are you ready? For the thousands in attendance and the millions around the world, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! Listening to the most powerful radio broadcast anywhere. Firefox News Online. The FF NOP Radio Network. 347 945 5747. We're back. Lines are open. Broadcasting from New York, the Empire State. You're listening to Firefox News Online. And we're back here at Firefox News Online, broadcasting live from the Hudson Valley here in New York. We've got an hour and 48 minutes remaining in the live side of the Blog Talk Radio broadcast. No time limit on the other broadcasting platforms. And 
If I can get enough people to call in, we'll do some overtime tonight, too. And you can join the discussions by calling 347-945-5747. Again, that's 347-945-5747. And one thing that I do want to... um, I do want to uh, emphasize here, hold on a second, while I bring up the usual suspects on this, Firefox News Online does need your help in staying on the air. We are always grateful for any uh, help that you you can give, and of course, uh, this means doing something that could even, well, it would be a big help. Now, there are two ways to help. First is by going to cafepress.com slash the FFNOE store. That's cafepress.com slash the FFNOE store. There you will find some really great stuff, all with the Firefox News Online logo right on it. And it's a great way to show your loyalty to a broadcast that tells it to you straight and to the point. So go to cafepress.com slash the FFNO eStore, the official eStore of Firefox News Online, and help us stay on the air. Also, you can you can help us out with a direct uh, a direct uh, a direct uh, non taxable donation again these are these are not tax these are not tax deductible but if you would like to help us acquire a proper inexpensive light package for the studio that'd be great and you can do that by going to paypal.me slash Firefox News Online. That's paypal.me slash Firefox News Online. Again, all, all donations are not tax deductible. I do apologize for that. Uh, but if you like what you see here on the broadcast and you want to see it in better light, uh, that's, another, that's one way to help us. Either way, it'll help us at the very least stay on the air. All right. Now that I've got that out of the way, looking at the switchboard, Gunslinger had to step away. So I'm sitting here by myself, so to speak, on the call. Again, if you want to join in the discussions here, uh, to do so, call 347-945-5747. Um, I have a story here that I want to bring to your attention. And, and, and I think this is where it gets a, it gets a little dicey. Uh, in the respects of the kind of story it is. 
apparently a white New York girl, 11 years old, has been charged with a hate crime after allegedly attacking a black classmate on a bus, according to police. Here's what the story says. Two young white girls in upstate New York have been charged, one with a hate crime after allegedly attacking a black female classmate on a school bus and subjecting her to racial taunts, according to police. The students, ages 10 and 11, of the Gouverneur, I'm not sure if I pronounced it right, Central School District allegedly beat the 10-year-old girl on September 10th, according to investigators. The mother of the child who was attacked told police she was physically assaulted and subjected to racially motivated language on the school bus. Authorities said the black child was punched in the eye, had her hair pulled out, and suffered a bruise to the knee. Two female middle school students were identified as the culprits in the attack. The Governor Police Department stated in a news release obtained by Fox News Channel, the girls were each charged with one count of second-degree aggravated harassment and the 11-year-old was additionally charged with a hate crime. The bus monitor, Tiffany Spicer, a white 28-year-old employee to keep students safe while they ride the bus, was also charged following the incident. Police said she witnessed what was going on with the students but did not make an effort to stop and or prevent said behavior. She was charged with three counts of endangering the welfare of a child. The superintendent of schools, Lauren French, told WWNY-TV, the attack is probably the most professionally devastating event since I started working at Gouverneur in 1984. How do we become better out of this? How do we treat everyone better, she said. I firmly believe we are better than this, and we have to take a stand. The students and their parents have been referred to St. Lawrence County Probation for further action, according to police. You know, I am I have been of the mindset that when you know when you commit to acts that are violent that are racially charged you know you're going to get what you deserve this school bus monitor should have done her job that's number 1 I used to be a school bus monitor. I know. Okay? I know how very difficult that job is. You know, when you're on one of those big buses and, you, and you've got students 
front to back, and a fight breaks out on the bus, you got to try to separate those those kids quick. <clears throat> and the one thing that this monitor should have done is tell the bus driver to find a parking lot, pull into the parking lot, radio head, radio their base station, and tell them to contact the local authorities. Because this is the kind of incident that a bus monitor is supposed to handle, but apparently she just decided to sit on her ass. Now, I remember when I was a student in school, the bullies used to pounce on me on board the bus, and the monitor that we had on the bus, <laughs> nobody dared mess with her. Uh, she was a wonderful lady. Her name was Ella Selby, really wonderful person, and tough as nails. She didn't take any crap from any student. And when this one student decided, when we got to the school, to punch me right in the nose and cause my nose to bleed, one of the bigger students got up before she could get out of her seat grabbed the student that punched me and flipped him over a seat and told him, you stay put. He grabbed me, told me to pinch my nose, you know, to, so, to stop the bleeding, and walked, me right in, and walked with me right to the nurse's office where I had to get my nose packed off and stuff like that, you know, to stop the nosebleed. And If it were done that way today, however, okay, if that were to happen today, it would be a hate crime because it was a black student attacking a white student. And the, the stark reality is this is what's happening with our kids. Kids today, they're, they're being – manipulated with political correctness. They're being manipulated because of the media. They're being manipulated in general. But as far as the students who initiated the racial attack, like I said, <laughs> hey, they got arrested. They're being charged. Serves them right. I don't care if the students are black, white, Hispanic, Asian, or pink with purple fucking polka dots. You attack a student, you get what you got coming to you. And that school bus monitor, I certainly hope that the school district says, you're fired because she failed to do her job. And that, believe me, is the least of her worries if she loses her job being charged with endangering the welfare of a child you know that that's a felony charge so hey people you want to play these these kitty games go right ahead and you kids out there you know and I'm talking to the, I'll talk to the parents because I, at this late hour I doubt very much there will be students listening to this broadcast. But even if there are, 
parents, you need to sit your kids down and teach them right from wrong. You need to you need to to set them straight. Because at the end of the day, what's going to happen? Okay, they go and they pull this kind of crap on the school bus. What happens with them later down the road in life? They start committing worse crimes. If they're not disciplined and properly taught right from wrong and told that if you do this, these consequences are what you're going to face, well, guess what, people? If that's not happening, these kids are, are, are on, the, on the fast track to seeing the inside of prison bars later in their lives. And it's already looking that way. Now, if, they, if they're lucky enough to get probation, uh, they're still going to be sitting there, you know, basically, you know, being told, if you got five years probation, you better keep your nose clean. You don't, you're fucked. Seriously. I mean, you are fucked beyond all recognition. So my advice is simple to parents. Don't fuck up. Teach your kids proper. If you can't do that, then you got a problem. You seriously have a problem. All right? Now, the other night, I believe Mike brought this up uh, on, on the broadcast um, regarding the police union. And I think this is, this is one hell of an endorsement because, hey, If the police unions are backing Trump for 2020, that speaks volumes. Because look what happened during Obama's hostage-holding of the presidency for those eight years he, he was in the Oval Office. He committed to a war on police that, well, should never have happened. Now, let's see here. I do believe I have a clip that will uh, then again, maybe not. Hold on a second here. I may have to open it other another way. Nope. Guess I'm going to have to do it the old-fashioned way. So, I'll post the story in the Mixler chat room here. It'll be faster that way. And pull it up on the old clip computer. 
And yeah, you dirty name. That's what I get for not paying attention. All right, so let's see here. Uh, open sesame. This will take a second, so bear with me, folks. I see Gunslinger in the chat room said he's back, so... Um, All right, so here goes nothing. Um, okay, so where's my where's my clip here? As an American who values safety, Just try turning up the volume there. All right. Here goes nothing. And, of course, it's going to jump around like a jumping bean. All right. Here goes. As an American who values safety, security, sacrifice, and the rule of law, there is no single endorsement that means more to me than the International Union of Police Associations. And guess who has it? That's right, President Donald J. Trump, of course. It's time for first thoughts. Few presidents in our nation's history, and especially in the last 10 years in the thick of the war on cops, have supported our brave law enforcement officers quite like President Donald Trump. That's why it comes as no surprise that earlier this month, the International Union of Police Associations endorsed President Trump's 2020 re-election efforts. In a statement, the association's president correctly acknowledged this president's work to make communities and those who serve them safer by signing executive orders to equip police with life-saving military equipment, championing the Mental Health and Wellness Act, which improved police access to mental health services, and providing funds to hire more law enforcement officers. Union President Sam Cabrell went on to note that perhaps even more important than pro-police legislation and rhetoric, President Trump has reversed many of the anti-police acts put into place by his predecessor, Barack Obama. Though, let's be frank, it's not hard to be more pro-law enforcement than Barack Obama. Who could forget President Obama's repeated inaction and inability to stand up for officers in the wake of horrific anti-police attacks in Baton Rouge, Dallas, and elsewhere? I and many others, including William Johnson, the executive director of the National Association of Police Organizations, credit President Obama for igniting a war on cops, one that is still waging even after his tenure in the White House and a battle our officers must fight on a daily basis across this nation. It's no wonder the International Union of Police Associations has refused to endorse a single one of the many Democrats vying for the accolade. When addressing why the association chose President Trump over any of his competitors, Union President Sam Cabrell said, every top Democrat currently running for this office has vilified the police and made criminals out to be victims. They seem to take any union support for granted. Many of them still refer to the tragedy in Ferguson as murder, despite the conclusions of every investigative inquiry to the contrary. While his candor ruffles the feathers of the left, I find it honest and refreshing. He stands with with America's law enforcement officers, and we will continue to stand with him. And he isn't pulling this out of thin air either. Just listen to how the Democratic candidates proudly vilify police on the debate stage. We have a police system that is broken, and we need to fix it. It's no secret that I inherited a criminal, uh, a police department with 
massive problems and decades-long challenges. On the question of why the police officer who killed Eric Gardner is still on the NYPD, was that response adequate? Please respond. No, he should be fired. He should be fired now. I'm also proud that I was the first to put forward a police reform plan because we're not going to have any more Laquan McDonald's or Eric Gardner's or Michael Brown's or Pamela Turner's or Walter Scott or Sandra Bland here from the Houston area. We need to root out racism, and I believe that we can do that. Absolutely disgraceful and all a part of their felon coddling anti-law and anti-law enforcement agendas that seek to normalize lawbreakers while demonizing the men and women who put on that badge and uniform every single day to protect and defend our communities. But President Trump doesn't stand for that. In fact, it was President Trump who has repeatedly called for the death penalty for cop killers. The ambushes and attacks on our police must end and they must end right now. We believe that criminals who murder police officers should immediately, with trial, get the death penalty, but quickly. The trial should go fast. It's got to be fair, but it's got to go fast. This president stands for, with, and alongside our officers, and not for show, not for optics, not for anything other than his deep love and support for those who risk it all to protect and defend our communities, and yet are routinely demonized and harassed for it. Thank goodness for President Trump. Amidst all this BS anti-police sentiment and rhetoric, we have a president who will proudly back the blue, and believe me, they take notice. The thin blue line is easier to hold with the leader of the free world behind it. And those are my first thoughts from L.A. God bless and take care. So there you have that was Tommy Lahren. Uh, and, and you know something? When you have a, a president who backs and supports. uh the uh, the police like this. It's no wonder that the police union is endorsing Donald Trump for 2020. All right, Gunn, what do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you're going to have to support, you know, law enforcement. Uh, but there also comes a point you can't you can't glorify these people. Okay, they're they, hey they get up on they get up uh, out of bed every morning just like we do. They put their pants on one leg at a time. Only they put on a couple of extra things: guns, bullets, handcuffs, you know that kind of shit. Uh, as long as they do the right job, what they were paid to do for, I'm all for them. Okay. But you got your bad apples out there. You know that there's bad apples and everything. Okay? People or these these cops that, you know, get the wrong house and they go in there and kill you, kill your wife, kill your dog, and then oops, sorry. Huh? That's not right. These people that go down there and and turn the our great highways into revenue lanes. That's not right. Okay? They're actually, it's uh, it's uh, that's embezzlement. That's you know, you well, you either you either do it or we gonna we gonna find you or put you in jail. All these people that have lost money just for going down the road with a couple thousand bucks in their in their pocket to go down there to buy a fishing boat or something, get stopped, boom. They take a drug money. Good luck in getting it back. 
it'll cost you ten thousand dollars just to get two thousand dollars back. Is it worth it? No. Those people they need to go. Those types need to go. Um, as for getting the death penalty, the criminal, yes, absolutely. It just depends on circumstances. Now, if you go into a law-abiding house, like in some of these damn red flag laws, uh, that's no. Uh-uh. Sorry. You should not be doing that. Okay? There's got to be another way to handle that. Okay? Besides going in with guns blazing. Because most people are going to protect their house. They don't give a fuck who it is out there. Okay? I mean, come on. Give me a break. Uh, there's a there's a big case going here in Dallas. In fact, Hell, it's been going on since last year. They finally come up to trial. <clears throat> this lady, I think she's a Hispanic or a white Dallas cop, comes home one night, late 2 o'clock, in an apartment complex, and for some reason doesn't recognize her door. Well, she goes into the next door neighbor's door because it was partially open, thinking it was her door, right? Well, this black guy's inside his, it's his apartment. Uh surprises the shit out of him, she shoots him dead. Boy, they got a big trial going up there in Dallas right now. Probably, she's going to probably get off because she's a cop, okay? She's one of Dallas's finest, okay? What about the black guy? He's dead. I mean, come on. Uh, is that right? Oh, I made a mistake. Thought it was my apartment, but it turns out to be somebody else. I shot you dead. Oh, well. You want me to send flowers? So those people, those, you know, there's got to be more credibility. There's got to be more something that can bring these people to justice when they fuck up. Just like everybody else, are they above the law? They're not supposed to be above the law. But the way we glorify them, they think that they do. They think they can just run over everybody. I mean, some people, yeah, granted, they need to be run over. Ain't no doubt about that, okay? I've seen that when I was three years in law enforcement when I first got out of high school. There's some bad motherfuckers out there. For the bad motherfuckers out there, yeah, whoop ass, go for it. But, uh, yeah, well, of course they're going to, you know, uh, back Trump. Yeah, he's all for him. You know, and I, like I said, I'm all for him until they start fucking up. When they start fucking up, well, gee whiz. <laughs> Look at all the people that's been killed by people calling in. Well, I remember one, it was two or three years ago. One guy was sitting on his ex-girlfriend's porch watering her grass with a fucking water hose. They come up there, called SWAT team, shot him dead. Just for watering the grass? Uh, just depends on circumstances. Go ahead. Well, I think what we're seeing in the in the grand scheme of it is law enforcement is willing to back Donald Trump. Okay, they're willing to back Donald Trump, um, basically because they see. Um, they see, you know, what's going on. They, 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 they saw the writing on the wall when Obama basically uh, turned their back on police. Okay, and 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 you have to you have to keep wondering, you know, what what's it going to take? What's it going to take uh, for law enforcement to you know to 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 Turn around. They need a they they need a leader, someone to lead you know to lead them and 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 say hey, officers, 
Obama just I'm not Obama. I support and 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 I back you guys one hundred percent and more. And that's what Trump is doing. So the the, the fact that he got the endorsement uh, that he got from the International Union of Police Officers. And that's a big fraternity, boy. I'll tell you what. That is one big fraternity. For them to back Donald Trump for president in 2020 speaks volumes. Now, in a statement from the IEPA president, Sam Cabrell, he said Trump made communities safer by signing executive orders to equip police with life-saving military equipment, championing the Mental Health and Wellness Act, which improved police access to mental health services and, pro- and providing funds to hire more law enforcement officers. Did, did Obama do that? No. At all. Three four seven nine four five five seven four. Hoping that Ron Reck and uh, Billy will join us. I mean, it'd be great to have them on here. I'm still trying to get Mike to join us, which is. Uh, unfortunate that he's not here to join us at the moment. Um, But it would be nice if he did. Now, folks, I did an op-ed on this earlier today. But I want you to hear this clip. Okay, I want you to listen to this clip. It's not a very long one, but I think you're going to get a kick out of this. Because apparently, residents of San Francisco, California, are getting tired of the homeless population lining up on their streets, doing their drugs, and all this other stuff. But what did the what did some residents of San Francisco decide to do? Well, they came up with a bolder size idea. Take a listen to this. That is, if it'll play. Frustrated neighbors put boulders on sidewalks to stop homeless drug users from camping out in San Francisco. Something. we got to do something. Like, there's isolators, nothing being done. They'll shoot up at night and then stay over overnight. Homeless advocates call it a cruel response. Neighbors say the rocks have helped. Okay. Now... Let me um, 
let me give you the give you a little more on this and a little more on this story uh, from the written copy. And I think you'll find this. I found this to be quite curious because I honestly. I think the people of San Francisco, like I've said before, they're fed up with this crap. They really are. So I'll give you the full story here of what it says. That that little clip didn't say enough. A residential side street in San Francisco now resembles a scene out of the Rocky West after a group of neighbors banded together to place about two dozen boulders along the sidewalk to try and deter homeless people from camping out amid the city's ongoing crisis. Neighbors along Clinton Park in the city's Mission Dolores neighborhood said the rocks are meant to keep drug users from having a space to shoot up as they camp out overnight. They'll shoot up and stay overnight, neighbor David Smith Tan told KTVU. A bunch of my neighbors, we all chipped in a few hundred dollars, and I guess this is what they came up with. San Francisco has long struggled with problems of human waste and needles on the streets of the Tenderloin District, where many addicts and homeless people are typically found. The city has set up public toilets and last year announced the creation of a special six-person poop patrol team to clean up the human waste. Similar landscaping measures have been implemented in other parts of the city. The California Department of Transportation has put rocks in an open space off Bayshore Boulevard to deter encampments, while the Eureka Valley Harvey Milk Branch of the San Francisco Public Library in the same neighborhood has made design choices that are perceived as anti-homeless, according to KTVU. While the city's homelessness crisis has centered mostly around the Tenderloin District, other neighborhoods across San Francisco have also seen an alarming increase of homeless people in recent years. Earlier this year, a preliminary count showed a 17% increase in the homeless population in the city from 2017. However, in that count, San Francisco opted to use the federal definition of homelessness. If it had used the same measurement it has in years past, the numbers would show an increase from 7,400 to 9,784 or 30% in 2019. About a month ago, out of frustration of city officials not doing enough, neighbors along Clinton Park decided to address the sidewalk problem. Since the rocks, it has helped. Neighbor Ernesto Jerez, excuse me, Ernesto Jerez told KTVU, it's something We've got to do something. I feel like there is nothing being done. But homeless advocates call the boulders a cruel response and not a solution to the massive problem. There's actually a name for it. It's called anti-homeless architecture. 
Jennifer Friedbach, executive director of the Coalition on Homelessness, told KTVU. A San Francisco Public Works Department spokeswoman told KTVU the city had no part in putting the boulders here, and since they aren't blocking sidewalks, there are no plans to remove them. San Francisco's homelessness crisis prompted President Trump to threaten last week to slap the city with an Environmental Protection Agency violation notices for allowing a tremendous amount of waste, including needles, to go through storm drains into the ocean. In a statement, Mayor London Reed called Trump's remarks ridiculous and said storm drain debris is filtered out at city wastewater treatment plants so that none flows into the bay or ocean. Reed added that the city is fighting homelessness by adding 1,000 beds to shelters and wants to pass a $600 million bond to build affordable housing and increase services for people with addiction and mental illness. Homeless advocates on Monday said the immediate problem is that they are currently dealing with a lack of shelters. We have 1,200 people on the wait list for a shelter. That's for tonight, Friedenbach told KTVU. People have nowhere to go. Well, if Mayor London Breed had done something to tackle this issue when before it got out of control, before it got out of hand, things would probably improve. But it's not just Mayor London Breed that could do something. Or the city council of, of the San, of the of the city of San Francisco, but how about the governor of the state of California getting off his lazy liberal ass and actually doing something too? I mean, it makes sense to me to try and do this as much as humanly possible when the situation starts. Instead of letting it get out of control the way Mayor Breed and the governor of the state of California allowed it to do. Gunslinger, what do you think, man? Talk to me. Well, (laughs) that's a broad spectrum there. Um, Look at California. Liberal, you said it, okay? Uh, Anywhere there is a liberal-controlled city, or state for that matter, you're going to have problems like this. Now, there's probably five or six answers to that, okay? One is probably some people choose to live like that, okay? I wouldn't necessarily want my email address being gunslinger1964 at underthebridge.com, okay? I don't. I wouldn't like that, or even a tent for that matter. Uh, why are they there, Okay. Is it because there's no affordable housing in California unless you make unless you're raking in four figures, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand a year? Okay. I mean, I've heard someplace that it's like twenty five hundred, three thousand, four thousand dollars a month just for a fucking one bedroom apartment out there. Okay. That's ridiculous. Okay. Uh I hear the taxes are outrageous. I mean they they passed the moon 
them fucking taxes are so goddamn big. No, uh, no wonder there's so many homeless people, okay? Be it because you have a mental illness, uh, physically disabled, uh, or anything like that, uh, you can't make your taxes. They come in there and throw your ass out, sell it, and get some smuck in there that can. More money for them. Fuck you. Fuck your mental illness. Fuck your disability. But we're going to kick your ass out so we can get somebody in here that we can, they can pay us. We want that money. It's all about money. Unfortunately, Ron, Ron Rick is right. It's all about the money. They don't give a fuck about you. Okay, well, they might take you and get you a shit patrol out there to keep from, you know, cleaning up the shit in the streets there. And, well, we'll, well, we'll do something about it. Do something about it. Something about it. Six months later, something about it. Oh, but we're working on it. Five years later. Oh, we're so close. Ten years later. It just keeps going on and on and on, okay? If while more people is being dumped in that type of situation because of the cost of living in these shitholes, <laughs> literally shitholes like San Francisco, okay? <clears throat> I mean, yeah, you can build all kinds of shelters, but how the, the, the supply and demand is eventually going to take your ass over. How many? How many are you going to be able to build? I, I mean, are you going to house half the population of San Francisco eventually that's going to become homeless and drug addicts and all this good shit? Are you going to be able to afford that? I mean, geez, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of people. State of California is going to put up that kind of money or even have that kind of money? <laughs> It'd bankrupt every son of a bitch in there. And the people that have money in California, they start that kind of shit, boy, they'd be, they'll be leaving in droves. They're already leaving in droves from California as it is right now. Boy, it's gonna, it would be quadzillion more. That fucking state would probably be empty within probably two or three years, okay, of the people, the rich people. Pulling the pulling the plugs and getting the fuck out. Hey, fuck you. You know, next state over, the taxes are a whole lot better over there. So I'm moving my business over there. Okay, fuck you and your taxes. That's what it's going to come down to. I guarantee it. I can see it. I can already see the handwriting on the wall. Okay. Unless they unless there's a plague that breaks out. They're already saying that the bubonic plague may be back out or some wild ex- exotic fucking disease or something. Uh, spread by the rats and everything. I mean, you seen the picture? Go on YouTube. I mean, you look at. I mean, this is this is like in living color. Garbage piles. I mean, thirty, forty, fifty feet tall. Rats running all over. My God, you could get moving targets with a BB gun. Jesus, no bag limit. And these rodents, they 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 uh, spread diseases. Okay, rabies and all kinds of nasty shit. And, but yet, they're getting more and more and more because of that. You know, I've seen one video. You go on YouTube, look it up. Uh, I don't know what street it was on. It was San Francisco, I believe it was. And there's this restaurant, and there's this there's a bunch of people sitting out there eating outside an outdoor patio with their kids, their wife, girlfriends, whatever. And this homeless guy, 30 feet from them, comes over and takes a shit right in the middle of the fucking street. I would literally puke I saw that video. Yeah, you've seen that one, so okay, there's your proof right there. All right, I would literally puke my guts up. I mean, can you imagine that? A nice, tranquil day, 
out there, beautiful sunshine with your beautiful wife, your beautiful daughter, girlfriend, whatever, and some fucking homeless motherfucker takes a shit 30 fucking feet from you. Ay, 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 ay. When they, when they say that those cities are becoming a hellhole, uh, are they wrong? I don't think so. Go ahead. Well, here's here's the here's here's the here's a here's one solution that uh, has been uh, happening here in the local area where I live. There's an organization called uh, uh, oh boy, I'm trying to remember the name of it now. I had it on the tip of my tongue. Um, shit. Uh, Hudson River Housing. Now, Hudson River Housing has taken over properties, refurbished them, and made them available to low-income people, especially those who have been dealing with homelessness. Now, I've told this on on the broadcast many times, and and it bears repeating, especially in, in light of this story. Uh, after my mother passed away, I went to stay with friends and everything, and I came back to the to this side of the Hudson River. Uh, but I ended up living in my vehicle for what seemed like almost a year through the hot summer days and the winter cold. Okay, and ultimately, between staying in a men's shelter, which was a disaster. Living in a tent out in the woods until a room was ready in a place called Hillcrest House, uh, which is a transitional housing uh, program. I stayed there for 10 months until I got the place I'm in now. And what had happened was, uh, what happens is Hill, uh, Hudson River Housing is, is in charge of that transitional housing program. And what what happened is uh, with the housing program that I am on and with help from various agencies, I I make I made out like a fat cat. But the thing is communities like here in the Hudson Valley that have that kind of resource is a help. Sadly, the homeless population in the Hudson Valley uh, has not gone down that much, but because of the efforts of of, of uh, organizations like Hudson River Housing, they make, a, they make a dent. They do. They've even done things to help veterans. Establishing veterans' uh, housing, so they're doing they're they're doing their fair share. They're doing their part. And if California, if 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 California had agencies like that doing the kind of work that Hudson River Housing does here on the East Coast, it would be an immense plus for the homeless population. But unfortunately, they don't have that kind of resource. 
at least not that I'm aware of. And then you have all of these um, all of these um, uh, these uh, politicians who, quite frankly, don't seem to want to try and put something like this in place. So it's it's a sad reality. Now I see uh, Robin Suzette have joined us in the chat room, and hopefully they'll call in. Uh, I encourage you to join the conversation by calling 347-945-5747. Again, the number is 347-945-5747. Now, of course, uh, my friends Rob and Suzette are on the West Coast. They're in, they are in California, so they may know of, of uh, they may have better information than I have uh, regarding uh, similar programs and agencies like Hudson River Housing that are doing things to help the homeless communities at large. Uh, so hopefully they will call in and, and join us and maybe uh, share some information that they have as well. Um, and like I said, you know, it'd be great if uh, I could get Ron Reck to call in and join us and Billy to join us and I'm hoping that Mike will join us uh, because we have one hour left in the um, in the live side. Well, I'm just under an hour on the live side of Blog Talk Radio. So I want to try and get as many people on before we go into overtime. If Gunslinger is the only person I have left on the call, I'll have I'll, I'll have to sadly ended at the top of the hour uh, at 2 o'clock in the morning here on the East Coast. Okay, uh, I see Rob is, is, is uh, being a wiseacre in the chat room by asking the question, what is this homeless issue you are talking about? Wow. I'll tell you what. I'm going to play that clip again. It, to give you a fair idea of what San Francisco is, what residents in San Francisco are doing about the homeless encamping on their streets. I think you'll find this interesting. Here we go. I hope. That's for the neighbors, the boulders on sidewalks. For God's sake, hold on, everybody. Once again, the uh, sound jumped way out of proportion, so I got to try and fix that if I can. Now let's see if I if I got it where where it'll play normal. Frustrated neighbors put boulders on sidewalks to stop homeless drug users from camping out in San Francisco. Something. We got to do something. Like there's isolators, nothing being done. They'll shoot up at night and then stay over overnight. Homeless advocates call it a cruel response. Neighbors say the rocks have helped. Okay. So, 
<laughs> I think it's Rob saying this again. We call dwelling challenging. Oh, brother. Political correctness run amok. Ah! We've got from the West Coast, Suzette and Rob joining us. And, of course, Mike from my hometown is here as well. Hello, people. Hello, person. Hello, human. So. Hello, human. Okay, hello. How are you today? Hello, hello, hello. I'm doing? <laughs> oh, hello, Thane. Okay. How are you doing? I, I, I'm, you doing? I, I, I'm going to need... I'm gonna need uh, Gunslinger and and Mike's help on this one. Like all right, you lift the right side. Gunslinger, you take the middle, and I'll try to lift it from this side. If we all do it at the same time, ready? <laughs> One, <laughs> two. <laughs> Better do your part. You're gonna drop this fucking thing. I'm not taking the blame. That's not what I meant. Too ready, Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> hey, we're back at the asylum and our panel is ready. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Let's hear it from the oh, inmates, shall we? Can I have more drugs, please? Can I have, I like some of them more drugs, please? Any more pills? I like the pills. <laughs> well, check. Check this out, Mike. Check this out. I, 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 <clears throat> apparently, San Francisco, California, has a uh, the neighbors some 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 neighbors in 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 the, in the side streets up there uh, have decided to implement an idea to combat the homeless issue of people camping out on their streets, doing their drugs and whatever else. They got a boulder problem. Oh, they've got it's it, it, no, they they yeah, the homeless have a have a have a, a boulder size issue going on, no doubt about that. The people have decided to to purchase and place large boulders on the sidewalks, not in right. the way of people walking down the sidewalks, but they're they're put in place uh, to. Stop the homeless stop. from camping out and doing their drugs and all this other shit. And sleeping in the street. Yeah. Right. And uh, thankfully, uh, the city of San Francisco has no plans to remove the boulders, and I hope they don't. Because it seems, to, apparently, from all indications, it seems to be working. But what I the, the, the question that I raised in regards to the homeless issue in San Francisco... And not just in San Francisco, but across the country, to, in, in all fairness. Uh, but San Francisco's got the worst of it right now, uh, by the way things are going. Here in the Hudson Valley, I, I talked about how Hudson River Housing, an organization that uh, takes over uh, abandoned properties, refurbishes them, and makes them available to people who have been homeless, gone through the transitional housing program like I did and makes it possible for people to, to get up and out of homelessness. Uh, and they've also done a lot of good for homeless veterans, too, by putting veterans' ho- housing together. And uh, 
the the thing that I that I that, that I was wondering is, do they do they have anything like this in California? Do are there any organizations, Suzette, in California uh, that that actually uh, do the do similar work to what Hudson River Housing is doing uh, for the homeless? And if not, I'm kind of wondering why. Hey, George, and you're in luck. We have an answer for you right here. There exists right close to you, too, I might add, Boulders Are Us. You can rent or buy boulders of any size, shape, and color. They're available now, and we'll ship direct to you. Call 976-432-FUCK-YOURSELF. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, they're available right now. Did you see the gay liberation boulders that they had? They had one of them painted with the gay flag, and I saw different messages painted on the boulders. And I, I figured that the, the stores that had these out front would think it would be more politically correct and they could get away with saying, well, it's artwork. It wasn't meant towards the homeless people. They figured that would be their way of getting away with it instead of making it seem like they were being, oh, you're mean against the homeless people. No, they painted them up with the gay flag and shit to get away with it. It's, you know, what are they going to do? They're fucking helpless and the politically correct shit is get them, you know, handcuffs. Handcuffs. You get a store... And you don't want people sleeping in your entryway or peeing in your entryway, entryway overnight. Then you're going to clean it every morning. Uh, you know, what, what the fuck are they going to do? The city can't control it. They're not going to because of the liberals. I mean, it's better than putting spikes out and putting busted glass out. It's fucking nuts. It's just crazy. Well, no, I think that advertisement would sound good on television. I think that would be great to see something like that. 976 Boulders. Boulders are us. Hmm. Yeah, that would be great for California. Uh, so, Suzanne. They're using boulders. Uh, they should just use big old holes. Dig up big old holes in the sidewalk and leave them. Yeah, yeah, but then you get sued because they'll fall in it and they'll, well, they'll break a leg or something. You can't, yeah, but you can't sleep on the rock. That's what the, they're so hoping. They're the counting hole, on it. But no one's going to see you in the hole, though, that you were sleeping. At least you're out of sight. I mean, it's these guys are screwed. These guys are screwed, and they did it to themselves. Uh, you know, they voted all these fucking idiots in, and now, hey, that's that's what they get. Hope they're happy with it. Yeah, they go put them on in Alcatraz, take them out there, and drop them off. Yeah, drop off needles every now and then to the, the Alcatraz. And... See, but even that, you're, you're talking about it, you, you know how they're, the way they think they're going to say, are you insinuating that every homeless person is a drug addict? Yeah. How inconsiderate of you. Oh, my God. Well, you already have something about fag rocks. You're a, you're a Trump person. But see, mm-hmm. that's, that's, how they, that's how they do it. That's how they'll shut you down. You have no right to complain. You have to be compassionate and understanding about these poor people in the street. Oh, great. Let's move them in front of your house and have them pee in your fucking doorway. 
<laughs> or breaking your car and sleeping it, right? Yeah, like yeah, like that old lady I had. Yeah, that's great. Whatever happened with that? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, she's not. They not, they haven't seen her. I heard that. Uh, I don't know if the city of one of the cops put her on the train and sent her back to New York City or what, but nobody's seen her around. She's been long gone. Well, well, this weekend we had a car show here, and uh, the streets were all cleaned up, and um, Ontario finest weren't around anymore, and now they're coming back. Like the, the cops, they pick them up and they they disperse them out in the other areas of the county, and then they eventually start coming back. But when they have like a car show, they clean up the streets and make sure they're not around. Oh, tourist money. They don't want the tourist money disappearing. No. Well, I guess, um, you know, to switch gears here, because Gunslinger and I talked about this earlier, uh, it has to do with the uh, impeachment inquiry that Nancy Pelosi is letting go forward. Yeah. Yeah, but she you notice how they left themselves an out. They didn't they're not she's demanding an she's going for an investigation. She's not demanding the outright impeachment vote. They still don't know what the fuck to do. And she's only been cornered by that because of the rest of the fucking idiots that are in the Democrat Party that are are saying, Yes, this is what we want, this is what we want. So she has sort of no choice at this point. Except to play their game, but they're calling it an investigation to go forward. Isn't that what Nadler was already fucking doing? That's what I so, said earlier, Mike. I said yeah, I, so you, they, you and I said the same are saying right. the same thing because Nadler is doing an impeachment inquiry, hearing, yeah. probe, whatever the fuck they want to call it. So. It's it's already he already started that shit in the House uh, Judiciary Committee, so, so it's all semantics. Yeah, exactly. It's all it's all a matter of semantics now. But but here's the thing. Now, Trump said he's going to hand over the unredacted transcript of the call that he had with the U- Ukrainian president back in July. Okay. And guess who isn't satisfied with that? Because it's not enough. It never is. Congress. Chuck we want to schmuck Schumer. Oh yeah, the con- You know what they're gonna want? It, well, Schumer is. But the rest of Congress, I thought they wanted to actually um, meet or hear from the whistleblower himself. Well, so much for his the, oh, the, that, being that, that's an- still gonna anonymous. Happen. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's how they well, do it. If, you know. They'll probably do it behind closed doors. They will probably do that behind closed doors to keep it to keep this person's anonymity. Well, if the person's going to sit before the House Intelligence Committee, which is the committee that he's going to be he or she is going to sit in, in front of, okay. First of all, what I'd like to know is how do they know? They they admitted the person admitted. That they don't have first-hand information. This whistleblower admitted to not having first-hand information. That it's all second-hand information, all this other shit. So there's no way of knowing what the fuck was said. This person's. 
I, I, I'm willing to bet is an Obama holdover. You know, there's another possibility, though, too, that everybody's sort of overlooking. Is I wonder if Trump set this up. He did it on purpose. I no, wonder. he's using a, he's gonna play that Trump card pretty soon on that. I mean, see what I mean? I wonder if he set this up to to play this out, and is letting this happen just to fuck them up. <laughs> Yeah, because even the even the liberals on the on the liberal propaganda channels were saying that this could blow up in the Democrats' face. Yep, I'm wondering. So if if they're saying that, and that's a shock to me. Well, now they're afraid because they don't know what to expect out of Trump. Because every time they've gone after him, you know, Teflon Don shit. It rolls off him. Right. So now where did this all of a sudden come from? And could this be a setup by Trump setting them up to fucking embarrass the fuck out of them? Well, you know, and also to help stuff. sicken the people. Maybe help sicken the people and have people enough already. I know you're a Democrat. Great. You're going to bitch about Trump and you're looking for, okay, thank you. I, I wonder. People are getting tired of it. You know, or well, you're a Democrat. You're one of them. They, they've asked for Al Sharpton, Phil. Yeah. He's in front. He's in front of the committee hearing this week, or what? Today or yesterday? Last week. He's um, in front of the, the video that you posted in the chat room is dated yeah, September nineteenth. Did you see it? No. Oh, but God, I, you're, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. It's great. I'll tell you what I can do. I'll tell you what I can do. I will endeavor to. Oh, is uh, endeavor? I haven't seen him endeavor in fucking years. It's about time. Hey, hey, hey. I endeavor to do many things, young Jeremiah. Uh, I endeavor to do many things. things. Everybody's been asking me. I endeavor to do the broadcast to the best of my ability, so there. <laughs> I ain't done oh, a twice a week though. I don't have to The part that Rick that's in that in that video is Gates, Congressman Gates, and he get he uses Joe Scarborough when he was a congressman. He had a resolution um for Al Sharpton and all of his bigotry statements that he made. So Gates reads these statements back to Al Sharpton and it's funny as hell and he asked him if he remembers saying that or do you, do you say this or that? Because the hearing is a uh, hearing for policing. And what Gates is trying to do is establish that this man has no expertise in policing and shouldn't be asked any questions about how to do it or be involved in it when he clearly is racist and bigot, a bigot himself. Because he calls Jews white. <laughs> he calls them all kinds of names. And these are his statements that he said over the years and was quoted and saying in the Washington Examiner or whatever. But there was an actual House resolution about it. And uh, and so Gates had used that to question him about those statements. <laughs> I don't know how he held a straight face.
Okay. Thinking. I've got it. I've got it set. I've got it set for, for to try and do this. Uh, give me a second here while I try to synchronize this carefully. Here goes nothing. Words be taken down in the event that he casts aspersions on a witness. We ask, we ask everyone to uh, uh, to adhere to rules of decorum. The uh, gentleman will proceed. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Joe Scarborough then wrote, whereas the Reverend Al Sharpton has referred to members of the Jewish faith as white interlopers and diamond merchants. Have you ever referred to members of the Jewish faith as white interlopers or diamond merchants? No, sir. I. I referred to one in Harlem, an individual who I didn't even know was Jewish, as an interloper, and said I should never have referred to his race. I said that I was against those that were using apartheid diamonds. <clears throat> and when I did a funeral in Crown Heights in 91, because we were boycotting Oppenheimer and those that were selling diamonds from apartheid South Africa. Thank in you, the Mr. same Mr. sermon, I'm trying time. to... Mr. May I finish my answer, sir? No, Am I allowed to finish my answer? I'm allowed to no, the, 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 the You asked a question, and I'm answering Yeah, I got a few more. Well, and I have a few more answers. I can't wait. Well, apparently you do because you don't want me to answer. No, I, I want to So know. since you raised it, let me finish. And I, I, I also like talked about people matching pocketbooks that are in the... I'm not filibustering. I'm everyone answering your question. Everyone will chairman, suspend, please. Mr. Chairman, a parliamentary inquiry. Everyone will suspend. Parliamentary inquiry. General Lady will state a parliamentary inquiry. Uh, it will be in the form of an of a inquiry statement. Um, is it appropriate for uh, a member to do a constant uh, tirade of attacking the witness and then not allowing the witness to answer? That is not, my personal opinion is that it's not proper, but that is not a proper parliamentary inquiry. And and statement, the statement to the gentleman. gentleman controls the time. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Scarborough continued, whereas the Reverend Al Sharpton led a protest in the Crown Heights neighborhood and marched next to a protester with a sign that read, the white man is the devil. Did you march next to a sign that said? I have no recollection of that. I've marched in uh, many things where there were signs that I did or did not agree with. Scarborough and, and I, uh, and I would Sharpton say that if I was aware of that, I would have said I that I would not want to have, the opportunity to have that sign. Witness and not just have him continue to well, then you shouldn't ask me a question if you don't want an well, answer. I want to know if you said them. You could say yes or no. You said no, I w uh, well, I cannot answer Mr. Chairman on yes or no when he's asking me whether or not. The witness is obviously disrupting the committee. I, I, the witness, first of all, this has nothing to do with policing. Since he wants to, since he wants to make the subject Joe Scarborough and I, then let me answer it. I, it had nothing to, last I know, Joe Scarborough nor I are members of the police department or have anything to do with this But I'm loving to engage this if he lets me finish. What is outrageous is a matter of opinion. The gentleman controls the time. Mr. Chairman, I ask that it be restored. The gentleman controls the time. So you're not going to restore my time? No. Joe Scarborough continues, the Reverend Al Sharpton's fierce demagoguery incited violence, riots, and murder in the Crown Heights section of Brooklyn. Do you agree or disagree with that statement? As a matter of fact, the New York State uh, uh, did a extensive study on the Crown Heights riots, said I was not even there until after there was death of uh, Yanko Roosevelt. I was not even called by the family until the day after. Thank you, Mr. We Mr. had Mr. nothing to do. And when I came to Mr. Crown Heights, I led the first nonviolent march there. Are, are you really? 
All right, fine. Mr. Uh, Mr. Sharpton, have you ever referred to African-Americans who disagree with you as cocktail sip Negroes? I have. Have you ever, have you ever referred to African-Americans who disagree Chairman, with you? I have a parliamentary inquiry. General of the state is parliamentary inquiry. If a um, congressperson is persistently questioning a witness about a non-germane matter, is it proper? I think the gentleman makes a fair point, but the rules provide members with very wide latitude. Parliamentary inquiry. Gentleman will state his parliamentary inquiry. Is, does it violate any rules of decorum for a member to read specifically verbatim from a document filed in the congressional records as a resolution? The gentleman from Florida may proceed. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Have you ever referred to African-Americans who disagree with you as yellow and then the N-word? I don't know that. I've, I've referred to people as, as names. I don't know if it's because I, they disagree with me. But I have uh, said things about blacks and whites. I'm glad you made it clear that I don't only attack whites. Thank you for that. Have you ever said that, the, have you ever uh, referred to African-Americans who disagree with you as Negro militants? I didn't know that was a derogatory statement. I didn't say it was, just ask if you used it. I don't know, I don't recall. Have you ever said, if the Jews want to get it on, tell them to pin their yarmulkes back and come over to my house? No, there was a man named Mordecai Levy who had been charged with some terrorist acts who threatened to march on me and several other activists in New Jersey. And he said he was going to come deal with my hairstyle. And I'm referring to his hairstyle, I said, for him to pin it and come on. I was not talking about all Jews, well, you no. Said those words. No, I said about Mordecai Levy. Have you said, I'm in hell already, I'm in Israel? Yeah, because I had been threatened that uh, if I came over to deal with question. I believe that you can deal with the decorum of the Congress, but you cannot disrespect a witness. You cannot answer a question, ask a question and tell the witness he can't answer the witness. question. Permitted to answer a question. You, you're, you're welcome to answer. How about well, then let me answer, sir. Okay. Let me answer. Because I'm enjoying this. I, I, think that, I, that? I think that you have. You're at a, a committee about policing. Don't, don't get upset. Calm down. Calm down. You're yelling. You're yelling. You're yelling. Calm down. I think that I'm trying to answer your last question. Gentlemen, will be permitted. The time of the gentleman has expired. The witness may answer the question. The one about offing the pigs. Answer that one. The witness may answer the question. The time of the gentleman has expired. The witness may answer the question. The a question that he raised, what I was saying, was clearly that I have disagreed with blacks and whites. I've used the language graphically sometimes to do so, some of which I've grown beyond, but none of which uh, shows anything other than I am an equal opportunity attacker, and I'm glad that Joe Scarborough and I both are equal opportunity attackers that now work together. Mr. Chairman, I ask to be recognized for unanimous consent request. The gentleman will be stated as unanimous consent request. Mr. Chairman, I seek unanimous consent to introduce the Scarborough resolution as part of the committee's permanent record. I object. The, uh, the, um, the gentleman from George is recognized. Mr. Chairman, I have a motion. Now that... I thank the gentleman for yielding, and I was reviewing your prior answer, Reverend Sharpton. You are cited in a Washington Examiner piece, July 30th, 2019, as having said...
All right, I'm going to stop it right there. First of all, Al Sharpton is a charlatan and a outright lying sack of crap. Having said that, however, uh, I don't know what to make of this. So, Rob, how about enlightening us as to where this clip was going with in this discussion. I said the same thing about him being a piece of shit. You've you got to understand, that's a committee hearing. That's actually our Congress um, taking a witness and asking these questions and just becoming freaking free-for-all. Um, yeah, he is a piece of shit. I agree with that. And he's a liar. And he couldn't get out of anything. And then he admits that he lied, and he doesn't even know it. But he was the house to... I didn't know that I was a did um detonic well, I see uh, what? Detonatory statement. Derogatory. Yeah, derogatory statement and then he goes, Well, I didn't ask you if it was <laughs> That was good shit. The Democrats asked him there. Since it was a hearing about policing and then they asked this man, of all men, of all the people the Democrats could have asked to come testify before Congress, uh, giving his so-called expertise on the matter, um, and yet they had a, um, a past resolution from the time that Joe Scarborough was in Congress. It was his resolution. And uh, all Gates was doing was just reading out of it back to Mr. Sharpton, Reverend Sharpton, and the Democrats were losing it, trying to, to stop it. And what I found very interesting is that Nadler, sitting there as chair, had paperwork in front of him, and every time there was a rule of parliamentary inquiry, point of order, whatever, he looked down at the rules to see how he needed to handle it. And then he had three people behind him, as you saw in the video, George, um, helping him uh, with that as well. And so Nadler actually followed to the T, however much he hated it, and you could see on his face, his little grimaces here and there, um, you know, he had to return the time back to the to the House member as far as he's, he's holding time. He's got his time. Everybody else, he shut up. <laughs> and he has the time. And so, and they didn't like that, the Democrats on that side. But I uh, give credit to Nadler for actually following the rules, not playing any games as far as those shenanigans go, where he would um, disparage the Republicans and, let the uh, Democrats run all over them. So I thought that was very interesting. Well, I, I think the uh, if you if you go back to uh, what was it uh, a, a, more than a week ago when uh, uh, what's his name was in there? Oh shit! Well, who was it that was in there? Uh, Corey Lewandowski. Yeah, when when Corey Lewandowski was there, they jumped all over him. Because he was advised by his counsel, who, had, who was advised by the White House attorneys, not to speak on certain topics, not 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 to answer certain answer questions on certain uh, that that were, you know, considered privileged. Mm-hmm. And they didn't like that. They 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 even tried to stop him from doing that. Yeah, and they did. He, he stuck his he, he held his ground. 
he did, but there were some Democrats that were totally, you know, they didn't have a question for him. They were just running roughshod as far as giving their statement and, you know, disparaging his credit, his character and so forth. The one lady in the front on the dais on the Democrat side, uh, I can't remember her name, but she goes on and on and on she, about Sheila Jackson how, Lee? No, no, it was a white lady, uh, kind of light brown hair, kind of mousy looking. But anyway, um, so she goes on and on and on about uh, he doesn't have uh, privilege, executive privilege, and uh, basically how could he stand up for a man that clearly, uh, you know, has committed treason, yada, yada, and he never gets to speak. And when he tries to speak in between, she's like, I'm reclaiming my time. And then at the end, she goes, I've heard enough. She reads from the paper, I have heard enough. <laughs> Back to you, Mr. Sherman. And Jeff was like, what? And, and, what do you mean you heard enough? You didn't like, say anything. And, and on, on more than one occasion, uh, Mr. Lewandowski stated, uh, is there a question in this? Mm-hmm. And when the chairman, Nadler, approached him, said the witness may answer the question, and he, he came out and said, there was no question because they were on their soapbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they wouldn't let him answer even some questions that they did have in there. They, you know, if he started to answer the questions, they're like, Mr. Lawrence, I'm reclaiming my time. That means I control the floor. You know, basically, you just sit there and just listen to me. <laughs> but today, or during that hearing with Al uh, Sharpton, all of a sudden. Um, you can't do that according to the Democrats, but according to the House rules, you can. There's a wide, what is that, now say a wide um, uh, discretionary. So. Well, if, if, if this is how the House Judiciary is going to handle their impeachment inquiry, hearing, yeah. probe, whatever the friggin' hell they call it, then... When it gets to the Senate side, they're going to drop it like a bad habit. Now that you brought and that up, gonna, George, that, hmm? that makes me think that maybe that's why Nadler's behaving and following the rules to the T. That they don't they don't want to appear as though they don't have any grounds for impeachment. So they're follow. He's trying to follow the rules and procedures as they are written in order to justify, we followed all the rules and procedures to the team. We didn't step outside the bounds. You know, but that has nothing to do with anything because they're going to kick it out of the Senate. But you've got something there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, uh, we the way I see it is this. Yes. The way I see it is this. Um, now that they have their... They're, they officially have their opportunity to do a impeachment inquiry, which was already underway in the House Judiciary, which makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Yeah, uh, that's right. You know, give me a break. I mean, are you are you that naive? Are you that stupid to think that the Senate? which is controlled by the Republicans, is going to side with you to go against the president? When all is said and done, let's say they, they get their impeachment vote in the, in the House. When it goes to the Senate, they're gonna, like I said, they'll drop it like a bad habit. 
there is no way this is going to go any further. And that's going to be a that's going to be a plus to Trump because they'll they will have handed him the election at that point. They will have all but guaranteed his reelection. And that was even said on one of the liberal news networks. George, do you think there could be, um, um, let's see, what do I want to say? If they hold that impeachment until, oh, yeah, just sending it to the Senate, that is, um, until like, I don't know, October, close to, to the election, and then they know that the Senate's going to reject it, so that way their people will start rioting again on the day of the election. Uh, are you so talking like... Uh, Antifa and all them? Yeah, to prevent people from going to the polls, we're going to have all these riots in the streets and, and scare people not to go vote. It's it's a possibility. I wouldn't dis- would I wouldn't suck. discount the possibility, but I don't. I, I honestly I don't know. It's not out of their realm of evil that they do. So, I mean, I just came up, you know, as far as thinking about that. Yeah, they're, they're definitely in pressure in the Senate for sure. But will they, are they that bad and that desperate to hold it until maybe the eve of the election? <laughs> and then let all their constituents, oh, rate, you know, as far as break out all hell's loose. Oh, I, I, I think it's within the realm of possibility that they would be that vindictive oh absolutely um, they they have they have been that vindictive in the past during the Mueller investigation they were that vindictive so do I do I see them doing this same naive insanity again absolutely and that's only going to add to the public's uh, discussed with this whole with this whole insane whole insane uh, attack on the president. They're going to look at this and they're going to say, you know what, we're sick and tired of this. And people are getting sick and tired of it. They're 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 so sick and tired of the Democrats constantly calling for the for impeachment, constantly attacking the president. I mean, even Schumer on Twitter. All the time tweeting about the the military money that's being channeled to the wall and 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 calling him lawless and so on. It's like and at one point somebody during the, the Lewandowski thing saying he you know he committed that he's that he that he that he's committed treason. Really, how did he commit treason? Do you have? Guaranteed proof positive that he committed an act of treason against the United States of America. To make that bold assertion is ludicrous. And I, I, I firmly believe uh, that the, the American people are going to have had enough. They have had enough of this. Because it's it's all been it's been about everything they've done has all been about getting Trump out destroying Trump that's all it's ever been about and they haven't done hardly anything if anything at all as far as 
the work of the American people. They tried to make the claims about the about an impending recession, knowing full well that the economy is booming. They they tried to go after him with uh, with with Kavanaugh again, and look where that disaster led to. It fucked them up big time. So this is going to be the biggest fuck up on their on their plate. Guaranteed. This is what's going to screw them. Mark my words. It's going to be a Trump landslide in 2020. And they're providing the opportunity. Sure. I agree. No question there. As far as the landslide and all that, I just worry about... Um, <clears throat> Their, the other side opposing their their violence or you know behavior and whatnot. What will they do this time? Hopefully, you know they'll be arrested or something that will teach them a lesson. Well, well, we haven't we haven't heard from. We haven't heard from the Democrats. I think we should hear from the Democrats. Has anybody heard anything from the Democrats? Because I think we should. It, we're overdue for hearing from them. Um, I think. Oh shit! It's too late. The Democrats are gone. Oh, that's all right. That's okay. Fine. Well, maybe we'll hear from them later. I don't know. It's too late. They're gone now. You know what I'm waiting to see? I'm waiting to see a smug face on Trump's face after this is all done, standing in front of the media and going, I'm still here. <laughs> that, and he's the type that would do that. That would rub it in the wound. That would be salt in the wound to them big time. Because no matter what they've tried doing to him, it's backfired. And I can't wait to see it now. He's got a good long track record of being able to fucking fend them off and play the game right back at them. And I think they're starting to get nervous because they, they're realizing it, that they're failing every time. Because like George, you said yourself, you saw liberal papers saying that they were worried about this now. They, they think it's going to come back at them. They're starting to understand it, that there's a price to be paid for their fucking stupidity. They're not getting away with it anymore. Oh. Well, yeah, it's 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 the CNN and MSNBC both had pundits on their channels saying that this is that that if this that this is it could backfire on them immensely, and if they're saying that, that means the Democrats' chances of doing any further damage to uh, Trump. Well, basically, just are are, are going to go right up in smoke. I mean, face, they, the Democrats have to face the reality that what they're doing is going to cost everything them everything they've tried against Trump. Yeah, it's going to cost them, and it's going to cost them heavily. Not just with the presidency, but I suspect with the, with the House of Representatives, as far as Congress is concerned. They're going to lose seats in the Congress 
over this? Well, to save face, I can see another party, uh, maybe they'll come up with a new name for it, and some of the Democrats leaving and saying, you know, to save face, we'll start something new. <laughs> Excuse me, start something new. That'll justify in their minds that they're still in the right and that they're still righteous and uh, that they weren't wrong. They'll put the blame on the Democrats, say, these are the ones that are at fault, these hardliners, the Pelosi's and everything. We were in the right. They fucked it up for all of us. We're, we're starting this new, um, the pink campaign or something. I don't know. They'll come up with a new party. I could see that happening with AOC as one of the head people. Well, in, 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 in all honesty, it would, be the, it would be the same old people, for the most part, and the same old problems uh, when it comes to the way, they, the way they act. And if, if, that, if, if, you're, if say, you're, what you're saying does come to fruition, okay, that's going to lead to further dividing the American people. It will. It'll lead to a further division no. within the, the people in this country. Well, I think it'll divide the national libtards. It'll divide the libtards. Republicans, conservatives, more or less, will still say the same. But the libtards will have the more fanatic, colorful libtards, and you'll have the more mainstream, old-school libtards. And then you'll have the leftover Democrats. But I, 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 in all in all fairness, I I don't see that uh, I don't see that happening. I really don't. And the reason I say that is because uh, the hardliners, in all in all seriousness, they do outnumber some of these these uh, more socialist uh, head banging jackasses. You know. So it, yeah. the, the, a new party would be would, would basically blow up in their face. And look what happened with the, uh, with, the with, with the with the Independence Party. That was supposed to be a third party of choice in a two party system. And the Democrats ended up taking it over. Now, I'm a registered independent. But I vote Republican, and I, I, I to this day I still get nothing but Democrat literature in my mailbox, you know. And it's it's like I contacted the New York State Democratic Committee, and I said I don't want your your Democrat literature in my mailbox no more. Take my name off your mailing list. I don't vote Democrat, ever. There is no way I will vote for a Democrat. So take my name off the list. And I gave them my name and address, and they said they would, and they lied through their teeth. They still send me shit. And if you notice, there's only a 
a few of the Democrats that are well known in, in the media spotlight, just a few. And so I think if, if there were to be a split, it would have to be split three ways, which is the radicals, the establishment, and the moderates. And I don't see it happening either as far as um, any type of split, because they would have to be split in three. Otherwise, they would still be bickering, and, and uh, yeah, it wouldn't work out very well. <laughs> it's the destruction of the Democrat Party from within. <laughs> They're so eager to win. Their campaign is, let's, we need to win, we need to win, we need to win. It's like it's a game rather than the good of the country. And that's so bizarre to me to think, you know, that that's all that comes out of their mouths is we need to win and get Trump out. We need to win and get Trump out. Okay, and then what? <laughs> and then what? And then you guys are going to be even more... They, they don't know what. Party. Yeah. They, they don't the know liners. what to do. Mm-hmm. The only reason Pelosi caved on the impeachment inquiry was because she spoke to her Demo- to the Democrat caucus and they basically steamrolled over her. Because she knows that if she goes against her caucus, if by some miracle they actually retain control of the House as far as the Congress, her chances of being Speaker of the House go right down the tubes. She knows that if she doesn't, that if she, she knows that by siding with them on impeachment inquiry, she knows that eventually it's going to backfire, and she knows it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt the party. She knows that, but nobody will listen to her. She didn't want to go this route. She made that clear, and, it, and the only excuse that she offers is the thing with Ukraine. Hey, George, on another note, did you ever find out why Ed unfriended you and left the show? No, I did. No, I didn't. Well, apparently he unfriended me, too. I sent him a message asking him what happened. And apparently he unfriended me, too. So I I don't know what the fuck the problem is. I don't know, but that's fine. I You know... There's not that many of us that are conservatives that are on these that are active on all the talk shows and everything else. So by slamming doors shut on the few groups that we have and alienating ourselves among the groups, now what's he going to do? He's going to only go on Ron Rex show? Well, wait a minute. George and Mike are also on Ron Rex show. So is he going to come on there and talk while we're on there too and expect uh, that we're going to treat him and discuss everything the same after he just rudely unfriended us? And I hope you're listening, Ed. I don't know what the fuck your issue is, but it'll be good to settle it. I mean, we had nobody that I knew of had any animosity on any issues with you, and I don't know what your problem is with us, but um, I take it as an insult that you do that. So, um, hey, you know, that was your decision. This is pretty childish. If you had an issue, it would have been nice if you contacted us and said, look, guys, what would you say that for? What would you say this? Nobody was making fun of you, Detroit, or anything else. I, I, I don't get it. So it's a shame. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, who was so, that? Oh, well. Was it? 
Ed, the guy from Michigan. Oh, oh really? He unfriended Mike and he unfriended me. Wow. Yeah. He even he even went so far as to block me on Facebook. Gee whiz. <laughs> Out of the blue like that. Wow. Huh. So it's like, you know, I would love to know right. what it is that we that we allegedly did to warrant that. <laughs> and I and I'm I'm going to say this right here on the broadcast. You know, you Ed, you went you you went out of your way, you know, to drop me as a friend. Then you decide to block me. You do the same thing to Mike. I think I think we're entitled to an explanation. I think you owe us an explanation. I think I, and not only do you owe us an explanation, I think you owe us an explanation big time. Well, because what you, know. you did it, by 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 doing that is, you know, you you left a big question mark hanging over hanging over him. And like Mike said, and I agree with him, I don't know what it is that supposedly we did to. To you, but to my knowledge, neither Mike or myself did anything to warrant this kind of treatment. And I think you, I, I think you, it would behoove you to, uh, to get in touch with us and tell us why. You know, I mean, this is, I mean, that's bordering on childish behavior. In all honesty, that is. Well, I mean, whatever, really, you know, let him, um, uh, it's a shame. I mean, I just left his group, too. He doesn't, obviously, he doesn't want anything to do with me, so fine. You want to block me? I'm not going to go to the extreme of blocking it. I'll just, you know, leave it at that. But, um, you know, so I, I left his I left his group. That, that's fine. Whatever. That's a shame. But see what I mean? Now, was it smart shutting doors and losing? No wasn't very smart, but that was his decision for whatever reason. As I said last night, I just hope all is well with him. I hope he's not going through something, and and I hope he's okay. And uh, good luck to him. And that's it. And then we yeah, move I on. have no animosity toward the guy. I, 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 no, whatever anything, happened, you know, happened. I, I considered him a friend. Yeah, yeah, that was a complete surprise. I had no idea that was coming down the road, but oh, well. Well, I suspect that because you're friends with me and Gunslinger, I'll, I'm willing to bet because uh, you were friends with him on Facebook. Don't be surprised if he if he unfriends you too. I haven't checked today, but he didn't do it last night. So far, I'll check here in a little while. But you know, I I I do hope he's all right, and I you know I I don't. I don't think there's there's any reason for his actions, but if you know, it, it, I hope he's man enough to at least come to us and talk to us, you know, off the air especially. I mean, there, there's no reason for this for this behavior. But I wish him well. You know, if I don't hear from him, you know, I wish him all the best. I, I hope I hope that he's all right and that that, that everything goes for goes well for him. Uh, there was no blowout folks, or argument or on... anything? Hmm? There was no blowout or argument or anything? No, nothing. Nope, no, nothing. Nothing. 
It was just out of the blue all of a sudden. He left the FFNO news and topic room. Then I contacted him privately. He didn't respond. Then I tried to contact him again, and it came up where I couldn't talk to him. So I went to check his page, and he blocked me. Wow. And I tried sending him. I tried sending him a message through Skype, and I tried even calling. Nope, didn't go through. And uh, okay, well, whatever. Well, we've got about four and a half minutes left on the live side of Blog Talk Radio. If you have not called in yet, now is the time to pick up that phone and dial them digits. 347-945-5747. Uh, I know that Billy is in the chat room and that Ron Rex in the chat room, and I hope that they will call in and join us uh, before the, before the uh, time on the live side runs out. Uh, so you've got about four minutes Please do call in 347-945-5747. Now to get on to another news topic, Ilhan Omar is back in the news. No surprise there. Apparently, she sparred with State Department officials over travel ban claims. And get a load of this. House Democrats sought to poke holes in the Trump administration's so-called travel ban during a Tuesday hearing on Capitol Hill, alleging that a waiver process for allowing individuals from restricted countries to obtain visas is nothing but a sham. While an official from the State Department's Bureau of Consular Affairs insisted there is nothing wrong with the waiver process, Representative Ilhan Omar, Democrat from Minnesota, challenged that assertion by raising allegations made by former officials. Former Consular Officer Christopher Richards, who resigned in protest of the Muslim ban, said in an op-ed that the consular officers were not able to issue waivers on their own, that they had to get approval from the State Department. Omar said to Edward Ramatowski, Deputy Assistant Secretary for Visa Services, would that be you? Do you give that approval? Ramatowski responded, no, that's not correct. Counselor officers make the decision of the first two prongs of the waiver, national interest and undue hardship, and then the interagency security review provides the guidance on the security prong. Omar then asked if the White House plays a role in the decision-making process. Ramatowski said, not at all. Omar brought up Sarah Gartner, a former officer who resigned in protest over the ban and told CNN that officers felt pressure to approve as few folks as possible for waivers. And how do you respond to Ms. Gardner's claim that the officers are implicitly or explicitly pressured to deny waivers, Omar asked. We are not implicitly or explicitly pressuring anyone to act in any way contrary to the law, he said. The travel ban, which has gone through several iterations, currently places restrictions on travel to the U.S. on people from Iran, Syria, Yemen, Libya, Somalia, and North Korea, as well as officials from Venezuela. 
It faced a number of legal challenges with the Supreme Court upholding the latest version of the order in a June 2018 decision. Iraq, Chad, and Sudan had been on restricted lists but were removed. Critics have dubbed the policy a Muslim ban. During Tuesday's hearing, Omar also pointed to a dissent memo signed by more than 100 diplomats in June 2017, before the most recent version of the order was signed, that railed against the order. Romatowski recognized that the policy has opponents, but maintained that fundamentally it's designed to try to keep the United States safe. Omar was not the only one to put forth allegations that the waiver process is less than satisfactory. Subcommittee Chairwoman Representative Zoe Lofgren, Democrat from California, said it appears to be something of a sham, and House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler, Democrat from New York, described the waiver process as phony. Early in the hearing, Lofgren implied that there was no way for people to apply for a waiver, but Ramatowski clarified that it is an automatic process and that consular officers consider waivers with every visa application. You know, call it a Muslim ban, call it a travel ban. The fact is the Supreme Court of the United States of America upheld this travel ban. They upheld it. All right. Uh, before I get to, the, to, to Billy on the call, because Billy just joined us, uh, I have a call from the 574 area code, 574. Are you there? I'm here. So let me ask you a question. I know you're asking questions, but i ask you one. So what's wrong with having a ban on the Muslim coming to America? I have no problem with it. I don't have a problem with it whatsoever. So a lot of people do. A lot of people do. So uh, what, what do we do about that? What do we do about it, though? It makes us sound a little bit racist. I'm not a racist man at all. Not at all. But it's interesting that a lot of people call me a racist if I believe in certain things. So I struggle with that a little bit. I do. Especially the younger people. They want to call us racist and this and that. And all those things But I'm not any of that I just have strong beliefs And uh, I want to express them So I wonder What your ideas are about that Well let me put it this way caller Okay I've been I have been over the years Accused of being racist And I don't have a racist bone in my body Okay As I've often said on this broadcast, I don't give a flying rat's ass whether the person is black, white, Hispanic, Asian, or pink with purple polka dots. We are all members of one race, the human race. And when people who accuse others of racism 
get that into their heads, we could have a better freaking world than we have right now. But the problem is nobody wants to believe that or even hear that. What do we do about that, man? What do we do about it? Um, That's a very serious issue that exists in our society, right? It's complex. It's not an easy one to get over at all. It's not. And what happens is is, is uh, you express certain beliefs that have nothing to do with racism at all, but you get labeled that way, right? So, so this is why Donald Trump won, because people pull back from, um, you know, illustrating any of that, right? They pull back. Because they don't, they don't want to be called that or this or that, you know. And it, you know, so that's why polls are wrong. And uh, what do we do about that? How do we? I don't understand. I don't get it. And I'll tell you what, I will always express my beliefs personally, but I get it why a lot of people won't. I get that. And, uh, and I, I don't think it's uh, correct, man. I think there's something wrong with our whole construct. The whole construct, because everybody's so sensitive anymore, and uh, they don't think, you know, uh, nobody thinks. And, and what, the, what, what a lot of people don't do, in my mind, and I'm, I'm sure I'm probably wrong, I might be wrong, what a lot of people don't do is think about everybody else, you know. So I have my opinion, right? And that, that's what I grew up with, and that's what I have right now, and there's reasons I have them. Instead of having a dialogue with me, I get labeled certain ways and stuff, and then I can't talk anymore. And and that's why Trump got elected is because people dived out. They they went off and you know they're protesting with their silly signs and all that stuff. And uh, and all of a sudden, um, well, Donald Trump won the election, right? He won. You know, what what? And what what? It's still amazing to me is they still didn't learn the lesson. Still didn't learn it. How are we going to fix that? Well, how are they going to fix that? Well, see, see, that's that's why the Democrats have always led by by pulling the race card. They always pull the race card whenever they're falling behind, whenever they're being pushed back against, and they've pulled that race card against President Trump time and again, ad infinitum, and not just him, but anyone who supports him in the process. Okay? If you're a Trump supporter, if you voted for him, and people know it, they automatically tag you as a racist, a white supremacist, a white nationalist, a this, a that. You know, whatever they, they place on him, they place on those who support him. And what they're failing to realize is that by doing that, they're only opening a Pandora's box that could come back to bite them right in the ass. Just like with this impeachment nonsense. They don't see that the, the reality is this is going to come back to bite them right in the ass. Because it may get through the Congress, but it won't get through the Senate, which means he will win 2020. And if he wins 2020 as a result of their insanity, their stupidity, that's going to that's gonna be their swan song. 
And what are they going to say when they lose? Again, they're going to try to invoke, now, let's see, it was Russian collusion the last time. This time it'll be Ukrainian collusion. Ukrainian. <laughs> right. It's going to be a collusion, obstruction. It's going to, the same crap that this country was put through, they're going to do it again. But the American people aren't stupid. They realize that the Democrats, they're, they're starting to see the writing on the wall. They know that the Democrats are, are, are screwing up. Even, their, even people in their own party are beginning to question it. I think you need the to have on The media is, that, is even questioning it. The, the American voter is not stupid, and I think you need to hammer on that. Um, that's why President Trump was elected. But what, what the the you know, I, and Democrats are fine and all that. I'm not saying they're terrible, but what what they don't get is the voters are not dumb. They're not stupid. They're not deplorable. You know, they're not idiots and all that stuff. And uh, they don't want to get that. They just want to discount a large part of America. And that's a horrible strategy. That's a bad strategy. And it's not going to work. And, in fact, it's going to not work even more in 2020. Donald Trump's going to get elected president again. He is because there's a bunch of morons, you know, on the Democratic side. And all they're doing is running against Donald Trump and not running about how we make America better. You know, they're not doing that. Because you know why? Because they don't have any ideas. They don't have anything that makes sense. And if you're a regular guy like me, and I'm listening, and I'll vote either way. I don't care. I'll vote either way. You know, uh, they don't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. And that's how he won the first time. And he's going to win by a larger landslide the second time. And it's it's funny to watch. You know, you're sitting here, and a regular guy, this would and I know you know this, regular guy goes to work, comes home, and, wa- and looks at his TV and watches the news for, what, an hour? And he looks, and I'm looking at this stuff. And I'm laughing. I'm going, what in the heck are they talking about? They they have no idea. You know, they just don't. And the the Democratic side is so disconnected. They, you know, you got a bunch of college students out there just raising signs and saying all this craziness and stuff. And 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 they haven't even been in the workforce yet. Did you ever wonder why after you get out of college, right? And then you're in the workforce for 10 years or so. Do you ever wonder why all of a sudden, as you get older, you start to lean Republican? Ever wonder, anybody ever wonder that? Anybody ever think about that? You know why? Because you pay taxes and you start going, what in the world is going on with my money? You know, what What am I doing here? So you get out of school and you start working. You pay taxes. You start out as a Democrat, right? Because it's idealistic. It's cute and everything when you're young. All that stuff's funny when you're young and stuff, and that's what you should do when you're in school. 
and all that uh, Ray signs and oh yeah, you know, Earth and all 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 that stuff. But get, give it about ten years, twelve years, and then let's check in again. Let's check in and see where you're at. Huh? It's kind of interesting how things sort of shift. And uh, nobody's ever done that kind of study. And I think it's interesting. That's my well. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, uh, caller. What, by the way, what's your name, caller? Billy. All right, Billy. Let me let me go. Let me get to uh, go through the uh, the other callers here and uh, see what they had to say on what on what you just pointed out. So um, I'm going to start uh, with the most recent caller uh, with you. Uh, his name is Billy, also by the way. And then I'll go to uh, Mike and Gunslinger and Suzette. So Billy. Uh, Based on what the other Billy just said, what do you think? No, I I agree with everything you said. Yeah, see, when you first called in, I judged you right away, man. I thought you were a troll. But, no, I agree 100% with everything you just said. If we were in a bar right now, I'd be buying you a beer, dude. I mean, it doesn't make sense at all. None of this makes sense. I think what's going to have to happen is... See, the Democrats, all right, they were basically fleecing our country. They decimated our military, and then comes along Donald Trump, all right? And, you know, like you said, the, the voters aren't stupid. They think we're stupid. They think we're idiots. They really do. I mean, I, they said it a couple times out loud. Like with Obamacare, the guy who set it up said, Americans are idiots. They don't fucking know. You know, on tape. So, yeah, they they think we're idiots. But what they want to do is because, you know, like the Democrats, I don't even see them as as Americans. I see them as traitors. I really do. I see them as traitors. Because all they want to do is fleece this country for what it has, you know, for their own personal gain, and that's it. They're not patriotic. They have no loyalty to this country whatsoever. And, and, and it's, it's funny because it, it's like so obvious because what they say the Republicans and, and the president's doing is exactly what they're doing. That's my opinion on it, but, you know, doing something about it, 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 you know, the president's trying to, but, I mean, there's fucking spies. He got spies in the White House. You literally have five people in the situation room when he's on a call with another leader of another country, all right, um, typing down the conversation. You know, it's like if you were in court, you know. Uh, So one of them guys... Or girls, whatever. And again, there's only five of them. Pass some information along to some other person who's now a whistleblower. But I don't know. I, I, I think Trump has a time machine, man, because he just seems to set them up and then he knocks them down every fucking time. He sets them up and he knocks them down. 
Because right, now, so, because um, now, well, I was going to finish with because I was watching some of the news too, George, because this was entertaining to me, watching this. Especially when Pelosi said, nobody's above the law. First per, first thing that popped in my head was Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Right? And now, literally five minutes after Pelosi fucking finished her, you know, and said that, all right? Anyway, after her little little bullshit speech, because nothing's changed. They just changed the fucking wording of what they're doing. That's all that they did. It's exactly the same thing as it was yesterday. And the day before that. Now the the transcript is not good enough. They want to hear a recording. They want to hear his voice inflections and shit like that. Is what the fucking the one guy on uh, I think it was CBS, I seen it on YouTube, um, was saying. And it just it just made me fucking laugh, man. It made me laugh. All, all this shit makes me fucking laugh. It's it's so ridiculous. I don't really watch the news that much. Because I think what's going to end up happening is, you know, they're just going to... I think what's going to happen in this election is one side's not gonna, is just not going to recognize the other side's winning. So then what do you do? Well, the whole system... Isn't that what happened in 2016? No, it's going to happen in 2016. Didn't that happen... Yeah, but the other side didn't recognize Trump's winning in 2020. They didn't accept it. They didn't accept well, it in 2016, so they're going to do the same thing in 2020. Of that, I'm certain. Well, it's, just, um, it's escalated a lot. I mean, we got government uh, agencies getting no attacked and shit like that. And, you know, we got uh, 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 PFCs fucking telling people how to make bombs and use cell phones and shit. And, you know, uh, you know, we got people going in malls and fucking, you know, shooting Mexicans. I mean, this is fucking off the hook. And and and, and, it's, and, it's, and I'm sorry, but it's the Democrats' fault because they keep amping it up, all right. And then you you just you, when you put a lot of stress on people and the people that aren't so stable, all right, it brings their craziness to the fucking forefront. Like you. Well, yeah, I know I'm crazy. Shit, I'm crazy in pain with these fucking doctors. I may actually have to fucking move. All right. Huh. All right. Well, let me where? let me get to uh, get let to, me know where get to, to Mike. Let me get uh, Mike's response to your uh, to what you said, uh, Billy. And uh, Mike, go ahead. No, I I agree with Billy. I agree with uh, both Billys. I mean, there's there's nothing much, nothing else we can do is just to sit back and wait for the elections in 2020 to see what the uh, the final tally is going to be. And and I think we're going to win. I think the Trump is going to stay in office and I think he's going to continue to decimate the liberals and and take years and years and years away from their agenda set them back for years as we saw right now by remember I was saying that before I was saying that a couple of years ago that the federal government should go in and tell these colleges and everything that all the federal funding and everything that you want you're not going to get it because of what you're teaching in the schools you want to keep teaching that it's going to cost you 
And that's what they were doing with the ROTC. And a lot of the schools, uh, they, they remember we were, they were anti-ROTC and they wouldn't let them show up on campus and everything else. And the federal government said, fine, we'll pull it out. You know how much money you're going to lose? And the schools went, oh, shit. Yeah, oh, shit. When you cost them money, they pay attention and they shut up. So, and he's doing it now. He's starting, and that's phase one of going after the schools. The next phase is going to be going after the teachers and the agenda, the liberal teachers that are out there and what they're doing, how they're, they're indoctrinating these kids and what the kids are being taught. And, I, I mean, look at this, this little girl now that, that spoke up about the environment of the United Nations. That kid was indoctrinated by her parents and everybody else, and she was a puppet. And there were even cartoons about it. They're ruining the youth. The schools are doing a hell of a job doing it. It's, but Trump is on the right path. He's turning it around. But it takes a long time to turn a ship. It really does. And, uh, but we're getting there. And the more we continue, and if he gets, he gets put in in 2020, we can keep going. Gunslinger? It's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, can you hear me? Hello, hello, can you hear yeah, me? I can hear you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you know, Sid, you know, Trump is setting the Democrats up for a fall, and they're they're already taking the bait. I'm not going to do your fucking. I'm not going to do your show for you. Jesus Christ. No, if you let me finish. Uh, yeah, the the uh, Trump is setting up the <laughs> oh, Democrats. You have the because, best show you ever had. Because of that, uh, you know that. Transcript and everything between you know Sleepy Joe and and uh, and, the, and his uh, son and all this shit, what he was involved in. So now they're look, see, I'll give you the transcript, but I guarantee you it's going to bring up more investigations on you, uh, Sleepy Joe. He's out. He's finished. Okay, that right there just bombed him right there. But you know, I mean, he has a plan. Trump has a plan. Okay, and it's working beautifully. I love it when. Plan come together. What was that, that TV show? Uh, uh, not Patrol, but you know. The A Team. A Team. That's it. Love it when a plan comes together, and that's exactly what he's doing. He's loving it when a plan, his plan comes together. <laughs> Absolutely. Good. All right, uh, Suzette. Um, pretty much what everybody else said. Don't really have too much to add. Other than uh, Trump 2020, woohoo! <laughs> well, let me let me just throw my two cents in here. You know, what the Democrats have been trying to do since the day Trump was inaugurated is shameful. It is absolutely shameful. Swinging a mess on radio, brother. You need to talk to Suzette instead of this moron. Swinging a mess. Okay, you're done. You're done. Goodbye. That's that's not. A, I'm not going to have that shit on the on the show. That's 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 that guy. Had, I, I no. I didn't hear him. What the hell did he, what did he say? Like he's drunk. He said. Yeah. He said. You know, talk to Suzette and not that moron. And I'm like, excuse me, but nope. You don't call people on my uh, on my call list. Well, well, 
anything like he that. Interrupt, he interrupted Gunslinger, and then he tried saying something about when Billy was talking about, oh, you want, or you want me to do the show for you or something? Like, it didn't make sense. He's like, what's going on? Well, that was, that was when uh, Gunslinger was talking. Oh, that was when Gunslinger was talking. Yeah, I don't know. I guess so uh, I thought done. he was talking to somebody else in the room. Right? Maybe he's maybe he's drunk. Maybe Gunslinger's right. Could be. Yeah. Well, he, he yeah. he's off the he's off the call. He's he's gone. Uh, I will not I will not tolerate that kind of crap on this show. No. Well, thank you, George. You, know, you, you don't you don't call my friends, my loyal callers. Any name. I don't give a damn what your 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 reasoning might be. But I don't mind the first name. When, when first I open this, okay. when I open this show, I state it very clearly: no personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated. That was a personal attack. It goes. Goodbye. So. You want to play? You want to play those, those kind of games? Troll somebody else's show. Don't come here. And if you've been drinking, which I suspect you might have been, uh, don't call into a show when you're half in the bag. Okay. So there's that. <clears throat> now. I think I think at, at at the end of the day, it, uh, it it goes right back to to what we're talking about here with this uh, impeachment nonsense. Uh, apparently, an official says Watchdog found the found the whistleblower had political bias against Trump. Now, there's an interesting twist on this. <clears throat> a senior Trump administration official said late Tuesday that the administration will release a document showing the intelligence community inspector general found the whistleblower who leveled an explosive accusation against President Trump concerning his talks with Ukraine had political bias in favor of a rival candidate of the president. And the official did not identify the name of the rival candidate. Separately, a senior administration official said the White House has been working as quickly as it can to release to Congress the whistleblower complaint involving President Trump's conversations with the leader of Ukraine as long as it's legally possible. Now, the news came just hours after Nancy Pelosi initiated a formal impeachment inquiry by alleging that the administration was hiding the complaint. Other top Democrats had previously said such an inquiry was already underway. And we alluded to that with Jerry Nadler and the House Judiciary. Now, a senior administration official said that the White House had nothing to hide, that there has been no wrongdoing, and that the White House's general position has been that it will make every possible available, everything possible available to Congress or the public regarding Trump's conversations with the Ukrainian president 
Zelensky and the complaint to the intelligence community's inspector general. Now, a source familiar with the matter said that the whistleblower had no firsthand knowledge of Trump's July call with Zelensky. Trump vowed earlier Tuesday to release a complete transcript of the call by Wednesday. A senior administration official also said that there are a few words in the transcript that will raise eyebrows, but it is nowhere near as inflammatory as Democrats have suggested. The contents of the call, as well as the whistleblower complaint, could throw cold water on Democrats' explosive suggestions that the president improperly threatened to withhold aid to Ukraine unless it investigated Joe Biden and his son Hunter. Republicans had predicted over the weekend that such an impeachment inquiry could backfire on Pelosi, and administration officials have said Trump was concerned only with broader corruption in Ukraine. Now, Biden has acknowledged on camera that when he was vice president, he successfully pressured Ukraine to fire its top prosecutor, Viktor Shulkin. Viktor Shulkin, not Shulkin. While Shokin was investigating the natural gas firm Burisma, uh, Burisma Holdings, where Hunter Biden was on the board. Now, Shokin himself had separately been accused of corruption. Now, just after midnight Wednesday, Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani, who has long publicly called for Ukraine to investigate Biden's dealings in Ukraine, posted a series of messages on Twitter suggesting Democrats have a bigger problem on their hands. Democratic Democrat Party is covering up a, a pattern of corruption involving high-level members of the Obama cabinet. The multi-million and billion-dollar pay-for-play is mind-boggling. Biden family's sale of office to Ukraine was not the only one or the most egregious. Slimy Joe is not alone. Giuliani wrote. And Giuliani went on to write, We know corrupt Ukraine oligarch laundered $3 million to the Biden family, but 3 to $4 million more was laundered to Biden. So, re- so release all the financial records of all businesses involving Biden, Kerry's stepson, and notorious mobster Whitey Bulger's nephew. Biden should agree to release records to see if he flew Hunter to China in December 2013 on Air Force Two to facilitate Hunter's sale of his office to China for a total of $1.5 billion. Is there any doubt that China paid it to compromise VP? But they bought another poll as well. Guess? Now... I'll read this last paragraph. In her televised remarks, Pelosi specifically charged that the administration had violated the law by failing to turn over the whistleblower complaint, citing testimony that the director of national intelligence was blocking the release of the complaint. This is a violation of law. The law is unequivocal. Well, here's, here's the thing. And it says it right here. Okay? Giuliani pointed out that 
Biden, Joe Biden, that is, came right out and 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 uh, and successfully pressured Ukraine to fire its top prosecutor, who was investigating his son, Hunter Biden. So how is that okay? <clears throat> and a simple phone call with the Ukrainian pre- with the Ukrainian president, not okay. They're trying to make it sound like another Russia collusion crap. That's what it boils down to. They're trying to institute another form of the Russian collusion bullshit. Only this time, instead of Russia, it's Ukraine. All right. Who wants to who wants to take this on first? Well, you know, I'll just put in my two cents real real fast. I mean, they they did something, okay, or they wouldn't, or you know, they wouldn't uh, want that prosecutor fired, okay. There was some collusion. There was some hanky panky going on. If not, why did he involve Daddy? Okay. Oh, Daddy, I'm in trouble. Uh, can you come over here and make this country uh, uh, do what, uh, so I don't, don't go to prison or something? And, you know, it, money talks, bullshit walks, don't it? Okay. And what was this, a billion dollars? And boy, that walked for plenty good, didn't it? Okay. So, you know there was something going on. So you don't involve Daddy, the vice president of the United States at the time, uh, in one of your little shenanigans. Unless you got your ass in a crack, okay? And that boy got his ass in a crack. And he got bought off, bought out of it. Money talks, bullshit walks, don't it? Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <clears throat> it's like Giuliani said. It's pay-for-play nonsense. And that's what the Obama uh, hostage-holding of the presidency was doing, pay-for-play. You know... They 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 try to they try to put the bite on Trump and ignore the fact that during the 2016 election, Clinton was pulling all kinds of slimy, shitty stuff. But in their eyes, Clinton could do no wrong, so they're trying to say the same thing about Biden did no wrong. It's all Trump. Okay. <clears throat> Mike, let me ask you something. If, 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 okay, if, 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 if this impeachment inquiry, which has already been going on, as pointed out in this article, as we've already mentioned, even if the Congress impeaches him, it then goes to the Senate. Now, because the Senate is controlled by the Republican Party, if they do nothing, if they decide not to follow through with uh, with their side, with their portion of, of this whole process, does this mean for President Trump that he goes on to win 2020? As a result, even though he's been impeached by the Congress, 
it means nothing. It's not going to get through the Senate or anything else. All they're trying to do is damage the name and the face of Trump and affect him with the upcoming election. They can't do anything against him. They don't have anything serious on him. They're trying to manipulate. And once it comes out, and eventually this will get dropped with this fucking whistleblower bullshit, then we what the best thing we could do is turn it into a joke. All of us start writing in on Facebook and say, how much are the Democrats paying for tips these days? Because I, I can, what type of tip do they want? How much are they, is there a pay scale? If it's something really, really good, do they pay like five or eight hundred dollars <laughs> or more? Because I'd like to make some spare cash and make up ads like, hey, how would you like to make some spare cash? You can become an anonymous whistleblower for the Democrats. Just make something up on Trump and they'll pay you. You could become famous. And very well, it's, rich. It's, it's already backfired on him because who got destroyed today? It wasn't Trump. Yeah. It was Biden. Biden got yeah. destroyed today. He's done. Yeah. Did anybody look at his polls or did anybody look at the stats on Biden to see, or did they even do a study to see if his his ratings dropped at all? I wonder. That'll be interesting to see. I wonder if 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 there's a way to tell. Well, he was already dropping. I think uh, that Elizabeth Warren is uh, the front runner now. Yeah, they said Pocahontas is winning. So uh, yeah. I wonder if they're going to, you know, like, it's an idea I thought of today. I mean, Trump had the red MAGA hats. I wonder if Elizabeth Warren is going to have the the band that goes around the head with a single feather sticking up. I mean, that would work for her. I, I think that would be a, a positive. I could see her campaign followers all wearing Indian headbands with a feather. I, I think that Mike, would work. Did, Mike, did you read any of the, uh, the Democratic voters' comments? They think this is a big deal. It, it was hilarious reading their comments. Like, some of them were pissed. Some of them realized, oh, man, what the fuck? Why did you do this? You know what I mean? But most of them were like, finally. And I'm like, nothing has changed. If they had a vote on it and got people on record and shit, number one, it would give Congress more power to investigate, wouldn't it? But, but you see, they won't do that. They won't take a vote. So they all think this is like, they're like, oh, heaven is happy and earth is happy now. We're get, finally, Trump's getting a piece. And I'm like, are they stupid? Nothing has changed. Nothing. Except well, for Joe Biden just got blown uh, out of the water. Sunk his battleship. Well, I don't know about that. According to the New York Times, and uh, I have I have that uh, I have that uh, I have that that information right here in front of me, uh, which which says which Democrats are leading the 2020 presidential race, uh, according to. Uh, according to them, the, the current state of the race, Biden is up to is up at 27 percent on national polling average, followed by Elizabeth Warren at 18 percent, Bernie Sanders down at 16 percent, Kamala Harris at 6 percent, Pete Buttigieg at 5 percent, 
Beto O'Rourke at 3%, Andrew Yang at 3%, Spartacus Booker at 2%, Amy Klobacher at 2%, Tulsi Gabbard at 1%, and the rest of the field at minus 1% or at zero. So I heard Elizabeth Warren was, was ahead of ahead of Biden now. Well, I, I've got I've got this information right here in front of me. I just you just heard me uh, read this, and this came out to, and this came out well, may as well say uh, September twenty fourth, which is technically yesterday. Yeah. So he's back in the he's back leading the polls again, but you know it's like I keep telling people, ignore these polls. Look what happened with Hillary Clinton in the polls. Everybody kept saying that she, you know that, that she was leading in the polls, that she was going to beat Donald Trump and all this other shit. And well, that didn't work out too well for them, did it? So obviously they're manipulating the numbers to make it sound good. And I think the reason that these poll numbers went up for Biden the way they did, if you can trust them, is because they got their wish for the impeachment inquiry. That's my guess. But it's all going to hit them hard in the face. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt them. I guarantee it. They don't realize that the, the Pandora's box they've opened. They don't realize just how, how very uh, serious this is in tearing down the Democratic Party as a whole. And all these Democrats who have been calling for his impeachment, the American people are, are sick and tired of it and they're going to find themselves on the outside looking in, a lot of them, that are up for re-election in 2020. And I hope that the squad is among them. I really do. The sad reality is they don't <clears throat> believe this. They believe their own delusional men- mental illness a quandary that says, well, we're going to beat Trump in 2020. He's going to be impeached. He's going to be thrown out of office, blah, 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 blah. That's all they care about. They haven't done a fucking thing for the American people in three years. In almost three well, years, they haven't done a fucking thing. Well, George, even now. Attack Trump. Oh. Yeah, that is, that's what they're doing. Like, if you listen to any of the debates, which I don't, um, but from what I understand, that they're not really talking about what they're going to do for the country or for the American people. It's just like, oh, you know, the reason I'm running is to beat Trump. We got to get Trump out of office. I mean, that's their platform. That's it. How they're going to win on that is beyond me. Another thing that's very, very, another thing that's very interesting is to watch what they're doing right now with also the anti-gun stuff. 
Uh, Gillibrand came out yesterday. She was somewhere upstate and spoke about mandatory confiscation and admitted it, saying the buyback program and that anybody that refuses to uh, go buy this and turn in the AR-15s, that the government's going to come after them and everything else. And now they're going after this. And what they're doing, there are two articles I noticed today where they're admitting it's going to become violent. Do they understand that? That by doing this and really pushing this, you're not just polarizing the country, you're dividing it, and you're going to create a violent situation where people are going to fight back. You're going to put people's lives at risk. You don't do that. You don't come out with an outright lie and say, but you're not buying anything back. The government didn't sell me my rifle. So they're not buying it back from me. You're stealing it from me, and I'm not going to fucking give it up. And a lot of Americans across the country have that same attitude, even worse, down south. That you're not going to do that. I don't know who the fuck you think you are, but, you know, we try to be civil and everything else. No, you're taking the gloves off. We're going to take our gloves off. You really want to play that game. It's going to turn bad. It's going to really freaking turn. So they better stop this. You and think they that. don't understand it. They don't, don't understand it. And it's pissing off a lot of people out there where they're talking about violence, and they better stop it. Well, yeah, I mean, think about it. Are you? I mean, they give that order to these sheriffs and everything. They're going to fucking laugh at them. Uh, you go do it. Are you crazy? We ain't into suicide missions, okay, uh, Mr. Beat-Off O'Rourke. You go goddamn collect them. Uh, that, I mean, and they're going to try to win on that ticket. We're going to take your gun. How about that? Oh, yeah, you have it when you prize my cold dead fingers from it, motherfucker. Okay? You won't, you won't war, you won't trouble, uh, implement some of this shit. It's like you said, especially down here in the South. I mean, <laughs> boy, these rednecks down here, shit. Yeah, you can have it bullet first. You I mean, there I mean? are parts of this, yeah, parts of this country where they're not going to put up with that shit. Maybe up here in the Northeast where people have been turned into sheep and they've been so manipulated and controlled and brainwashed up here where they go, okay, well, those are the laws. I guess I'll have to follow it. Other parts of the country be like, Fucking hey, bring it on! Uh, it's really stupid of them to do this, but they don't get it. They've got that liberal mentality. We know what's best for you, and you're going to do what we say because we know what's best, and you don't. You're just one of those undesirable, d- dirty people. You're conservatives, and we make fun of you. You you clutch Bibles and and stuff like that, and hold your guns. You're you're the problem in this country. They're out of their fucking minds. I mean, there'll be a purge, but it's not. They're not going to be happy with the way the purge is going to fucking go. It's going to be an open season. I, I mean, I can see it down south, Alabama, and stuff like that. No bag limit. No bag limit. Billy Bob, Billy Bob, you want to see all your guns? Yep, that's it. You got it. They ain't gonna put up with that shit down here. <laughs> oh boy, no. No way. So these, and if anything, that's going to motivate. See, now on the other side of the coin, they're going to motivate the gun owners and the real, and even some of the, uh, not just the Tea Parties, but libertarians, and say, you know, fuck all of these Democrats. I'm, I'm libertarian, but I'm not going to, is that, that's what they'll think. I'm not going to vote for these Democrats. They want to do what? No. They're, gonna, they're actually creating a larger pro- problem. By doing this. And then added on top of this, this thing about 
Trump did with the Ukraine, it, it comes out, and when everything comes out, and everybody in the rest of the country sees it and goes, yeah, this is total bullshit. They're discrediting themselves, their candidates, everything. It's this isn't going to end well. But the thing about the guns that has me yeah. worried. I don't. I really don't want to hear about violence in the street with these son of a bitches. But they're pushing it to that point, and I can see this shit happening. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's what I've been saying for for a number of years now. Yeah, but see, yeah, but Gunslinger, years ago, it wasn't like this, where you have candidates, multiple candidates, and even people like dipshit Gillibrand, who already is out of the race, that she's still saying this is what we should do, and now the Attorney General for New York, uh, this other liberal that was appointed, this other dipshit, uh, Letitia James or something, whatever her name is, she sent a letter out to a whole bunch of companies, this happened yesterday or the day before? And it wasn't. It was in local New York newspapers, but it wasn't nationwide. You know the companies that are making the eighty percent receivers. Well, she sent a letter from New York State to all of these countries, demand uh, to, uh, to all these companies, demanding that they stop selling eighty percent receivers to people in yeah. New York State. And saying because these people are not allowed to make their own guns because the guns are illegal in New York State and we're going to go after you for selling these uh, receivers in New York State. You don't have the right. You're an attorney general in New York State. What the fuck are you to go after? They're not breaking any law, federal law or anything else. And you can't threaten them, which is what you're doing. You're not above the law because you're an attorney general. You're something special. Get the fuck out of here. These people are really out of control. They think they think that they're special, and you know the rest of the American people are just peasants. You know, Trump just yep. fucked up their plan. That's that's why they're so pissed. Yeah, and they're uh, coming out of the woodwork now because he's fucked them up, and they're coming out of the woodwork and exposing themselves. We're seeing them all over the place. Well, yeah, I mean, he threw a wrench in their plan. I mean, they basically were going to just sell this country off, piece by piece. You know, for their own benefit. The, that you know, they're not they're not Americans. They're you know, they're traitors. That's just you know, when somebody says Democrat, first thing I think oh, that's a traitor. You know, well, and we're already, they, and we're already seeing it. Like with like with that crazy PFC, crazy motherfucker too, man. Um, Wanted to go over. Well, I think you wanted to go over some other fucking country and then fight for some fucking crazy group and shit. And then you, I guess you went into the army or whatever. Well, he wanted yeah, to go to Ukraine. He wanted to go to Ukraine and and uh, work with people over there, uh, armies or militias over there that are fighting the Russians. Right. What, yep, in the woods yep. and the borders. You think you're a partisan now, and you're going to go up into the woods and take on Russian troops? With what? Insane, complete fucking nuts. Yeah, I, I think I think what what we're seeing is, and 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 yeah, this is just me, but it is a complete degradation of the Democratic Party to the point where you've got people like this Attorney General in New York threatening 
companies that, that make 80% receivers, hold the phone, back the fuck up here. What right do does this person have to do that? You know? I mean, is is it illegal for a person in New York State to make their own rifle, for example? Is it under because federal it, law, the federal law they're allowed to, but if they make it without the handle or something to make it comply with state law, there, there shouldn't be any issue because it's still legal under federal law. But you can't make ghost guns. He signed, uh, what's his name, uh, King Cuomo signed a bill stopping them from doing the, not the ghost gun, the, the 3D printer ones. You know what I mean? But I don't think they banned ghost guns, what they call ghost guns, which are the privately made. I don't think they banned those, but they banned the 3D printer ones or the plastic ones. Remember there was a big fanfare about that? Because they were afraid of those. Oh, my God, you mean anybody can take a printer? Oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? Buffy! Uh, Jesus Christ. So, th- these are paranoid motherfuckers. What are the peasants doing now? They have 3D guns? Write a bill. We have to make a new law to control them. They're at it again. Oh, my God. What are they going to dream up next? Yeah, because... Uh, so, if you... <clears throat> it, I believe... If you took an wasn't 80, it 80% or receiver... Who, who, yeah... Wasn't it Beto O'Rourke who also called for gun confiscation and all this other shit? I mean, is that is this all the Democrats have, a one-track mind, impeach Trump and confiscate guns? George Swalwell, I mean, Swalwell, what was his name, Swalwell, Jerry Swalwell or Swalwell or something? He wanted to do it. O'Rourke came out and said it. Yep, Camilla Harris said something about it. They're all doing it. Gillibrand's not even running anymore. She was just the other day spouting off about it. They're all fucking bringing it up because they think that they think that our base, the progressive base, there's so many of us, and this is what they want to hear. This is what we're going to say, that if you elect me, this is what we're going to do. And Beto doubled and tripled down on his bet. Do you see what that lady, that lady that took him on and shut him up and, uh, she, could, she drove three or four hours from her restaurant in Red Oak, Red Oak, Colorado. Did you see that, George? No. No, I didn't. Okay. There's a, there's a restaurant that became well-known called uh, Shooter's Grill. Look it up. All of her waitresses and everything are armed. Carry guns. They wear, hol- they wear holsters, like 45s and shit, cowboy style. Oh, yeah. firearms. Yeah. Yeah, I've yep. like I've called Shooter's Grill. Yeah, I think I saw that video, what, about a, a couple of years uh, back in yeah, 2016, well, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it no, it wasn't. I don't think it was that early, yeah, but she, she's pretty young. She owns the restaurant, and she did it. Well, anyway, she got pissed off when, she, when Beto said that about, let me say it again and make it clear, hell yes or something, he made that comment. Well, she drove three hours or so from Rifle, Colorado, down to Aurora, was it, where Beto was down there, because he goes to major cities, because that's where liberals are. And she confronted him, and there's a video of it, of her confronting him. And then they had her on television and interviewed her. If you go to the Westchester page, you know the gun page? You'll Mm -hmm. see it. If you scroll down, you'll see a picture of her. And the, the interview, the clip, 
And uh, she said, no, I'm here to tell you right now, you're not going to disarm us. And he, he kept telling you that everybody, he's surrounded by liberals, they're booing her. And he said, no, 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 let her talk, let her talk. She said, I'm here to, you know, we want these guns to protect ourselves against criminals, people that have been arrested. She said something like uh, criminals, like you, right to his face. Fucking A, Ooh, good for her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> he has an arrest record. Nice. Right for burglary. That, this used to be the same one, that the same restaurant. Not only is she armed, but all of her waitresses are carrying Glock. Yeah, that's what Mike said. Three fifty sevens and God, what a safe it's restaurant! Shooters, yeah, Shooters Grill or something. And, uh, but Grill, if you go yeah. to the page, you'll see the link. Yeah. And she confronted him, and everybody was like, "Good for her, man!" And on her Facebook page, everybody's commending her for it. Taking out now. Here's a restaurant owner and stuff. You'd think they'd be smart enough to say, really, we're getting pushback now at a different level. These aren't homeless people in the streets that are bitching. That we can't just push these aren't homeless people. We can't just push them around. There's going to be serious fucking pushback on this if you keep pursuing this and keep saying it. This is not going to end well. Are you advocating violence? Because that's what it'll come down to. Do you want to push it to that point? That would be the same basically as anything with my property. All of a sudden the government said, you know, we're changing now and we are turning into a communist state and we're taking your house. Fuck you are. That I've been paying taxes and everything, you're going to come here and take it? Good fucking luck with that. I want to see who you're going to send to take it. Well, guys and gals, unfortunately, we have run out of time here on the broadcast. I do uh, apologize for that. Just want to let everybody know that the Wednesday night edition of Firefox News Online uh, will be off the air due to a prior commitment. Uh, the fourth Wednesday of every month, I have a prior commitment. That's why the broadcast does not happen on the fourth Wednesday of the month. Is it gun-related? As a matter of fact, it is. Oh, Jesus Christ. Guns, guns get involved again. Look how guns keep interrupting this shit. I'm getting tired of this gun thing. <laughs> I think we should... Oh, wait a minute. Oh, never, never mind. All right, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you, this one, a fellow gun owner. Do you believe this, folks? All right. For the comments I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. I'm George Sinzer. <laughs> and I want to thank everybody for joining me tonight, and, of course, all of you watching and listening by archives. Until Thursday night at 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 Central, and 8 Pacific Time on the multiple broadcast platforms of the Firefox News Online Broadcasting Network, Y'all be good, and if you can't be good, be careful. And if you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, do not name it after me. Now, on that note, we are out of here. Good night, everybody. See ya. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part, without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner, is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2019, all rights reserved. If you have any comments you'd like to share, we'd like to hear from you. Write to comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. And if you have any stories or topic ideas you'd like to send our way, you can send them to we Report at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's we Report at firefoxnewsonline.com. 
Firefox News Online airs Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 Central, and 8 Pacific Time on multiple broadcast platforms. Go to Facebook.com slash FFNOP. That's Facebook.com slash FFNOP. Or you can go to Facebook.com slash Firefox News Online Journalist. That's Facebook.com slash